Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner, the finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the wall. Blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches, and you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Okay, and welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. I'm here with my lovely wife and producer, Susan. Say hello, Susan. Hello, American Patriots. Great, right, Susan. What are we talking about this evening? Well, first of all, all they're hearing right now is nothing but shuffling papers from oh, the beginning. Oh, yeah, we've got papers. That's right. And uh, the whole thing, this whole time, has been shuffling from the beginning. I don't care. <laughs> you have a point? The point is, Brian's computer completely blew up. So we're going... Melted. Yeah. The, it, <laughs> the CPU. It didn't... Did you... That when you finally figured yeah. it out? He got has, too hot. He has been working on my computer and his computer. My computer just completely crashed. And his computer for four days now. Straight. So, we're going old school. <laughs> no, I had a backup <laughs> laptop, a really old one, ready to go. I put it away. I bring it out to use. Nothing. Dead. We have serious gremlins. I don't know. It's the CMOS battery, I'm telling you. It's dead. It's old. It's been sitting there for years. I know. But you just, you really did have it fixed like last year. It doesn't matter. It's like a clock always drawing juice from your car battery. Even though you're not using it, the key isn't on. That's right, because we have to disconnect the one in the Land Rover. Yep. Yep. So we're going old school, ladies and gentlemen. I I haven't looked at paper. (laughs) It has to be a decade now. (laughs) And when we were printing out all of this, uh, because you had to reconfigure my computer... The printer didn't recognize it, so uh, we had problems with printing. It's just been a lovely four days. It just really has. And, of course, thank you, Al Gore, for uh, the hot weather. <laughs> yeah, it goes, it's gone from cold here to too hot. <laughs> and then back to cold, then too hot. Uh, I actually like it colder. I like the colder days better. Sweat less. So I have a copy up of the show on my computer. We're running everything from one little computer. But you, we can't look at it because you have to look. You got to pay attention to the to the switchboard, not the switchboard, the uh, soundboard. So it's not. It's not a. I don't think I could do this show and do all that at the same time. 
Yeah, we were discussing that and we decided this was the best way to do it. <laughs> so you were going to hear shuffling paper like back in the olden days. Yeah. But it's the same it's the same show, just instead of reading it off a computer, I'm reading it off a paper. Oh, and it cost me to print out all this paper. Which was what, twenty four pages? <laughs> yeah. The show is twenty four pages of information. <laughs> that's not including my rants, that's on my own. Uh, that, that's a wild card. You don't know how long that's going to take up. Sometimes the whole show. But, uh, what are we talking about this evening? Okay. Am I reading it from the computer or the paper? I guess the paper. On Sundays, we start with a prayer. I was going to try to find a prayer for computers. I couldn't find one. There's no, there are only curses for computers. <laughs> no prayers. Then the ups and downs for the week. Uh, what's up with our schools and regulations suck. Followed by the illegal alien invasion report and health busters if we get to it. Yeah, and I'm just sitting here thinking that maybe we should uh, start advertising my computer business so I can make money so I can repair our computer, so get new ones. Yes, he did try. He tried. Actually, the motherboard's toast, so <laughs> there's no sense. And I'm not getting another laptop. That's well, it for and me. This That's one, a, what, the third one that burnt up? We over have the years? five, we have four laptops. The oldest the ones? They're still working. All of the newer ones, they all they all burnt up because the chips are too hot, the case is too small, and it doesn't cool enough in laptops, and it's a big problem. Uh, but these older chips and these older computers, and they still work fine. Yep. I'm not even sure my laptop has a fan in it, the old one. I think it's just passive cooling, <laughs> man. <laughs> anyway. Oh, no. So what did she find for a prayer? A prayer to keep the light from prayingeachday.org. Where are you going, Susan? I can't, I don't like this new setup at all. <clears throat> Back to the prayer. Lord God, creator of light, at the rising of your sun each morning, let the greatest of all lights, your love, Rise like the sun within my heart. Amen. Yes, may the Holy Spirit fill you all with joy. Because he's not, he's not helping me out at the moment. I've got no joy. It's, just, it's an old saying. But. All right, the ups and downs for the week. From lifenews.com. For six years, Carol Everett operated four abortion clinics in Texas. Really? Four? Six. I mean, six years? Four abortion clinics. She couldn't get rich enough off of one? She hates that many babies? Again, Texas is not all that. <laughs> Texas has got some work to do. Don't let your Texas is great get your way. you got a lot of work to do. If you're happy the way it is now then you're probably new to listening to this show. All right, the ups and downs of the week. Down. You just did that. You read the first sentence, then you went back. From LifeNews.com, for six years, Carol Everett operated four abortion clinics in Texas. As reported by the Catholic Register, Everett earned a commission for every abortion in addition to a share of the fees charged by each clinic. She said she sold abortion and made big bucks off of the cash cow of abortion. Now, before you go on, the, every single, almost every Democrat and every libtard and every commie out there is trying to, to spin 
what they found out about Planned Parenthood. This is not a Planned Parenthood. This is another abortion clinic. And look, what did she say? Big bucks. Cash cow. Right. So don't try to spin this, people out there, and don't let them spin it on you. These people are making money off of murder. Oh, they were heavily edited. No, it wasn't heavily edited. You know, you know what the lie is? Because they only played that portion of it, they only released that portion of it, that's heavily edited. But it leads you to believe that it's not true. No, it is true. It wasn't edited. The words weren't changed. Nothing was edited about the context and any, or anything. So they're just lying straight to your face. I'm sorry. You should have been done with abortion before you even heard about this story. Now, if you still think abortion is a good idea, I think you need to seek help. And by the way, abortion is murder, and it's one of the ten big ten. Oh yes, that's a mortal sin. You betcha. A new abortion clinic, she said, at the annual Rose Dinner for the National March for for month for what for life in Ottawa would make enough money to pay for itself in a single month. The clinic system to make the ca quick cash was quite simple. The abortionist would move from one room to the next, performing abortion after abortion, often without cleaning up between abortions, according to Everett. In addition, Everett said, that the counselors at the clinics are more like telemarketers. They are trained to schedule abortions and use wording to eliminate a potential client's fears and objections concerning abortion. Wow. I know. I read this, and at the end, I started crying because I I just cannot believe what we're doing to our fellow citizens. I, it's, it's unbelievable to me. Be besides this, everything else politically, everything else we're allowing to happen to each other. It's, it is Sunday, you know? Everett, who left the abortion industry after a Christian business counselor she hired led her to Christ, also talked about how damaging government-funded sex education programs are. In her speech at the Rose Dinner, she took aim at the programs for stealing away the innate modesty of children and creating a rift between children and their parents. She says that the programs aim to teach children that take talking to their parents about sex is uncomfortable, and then they offer to be the people the children turn to for support. She says that girls are often provided with low-dose birth control, which is ineffective if not taken at the same time each day every day, which is close to impossible for any teenager. When the girls get pregnant, they then turn to abortion clinics, she said. Once Everett admitted to herself that she was a baby-killing and woman-killing woman, she finally noticed the harm she and her abortion clinics were doing for a quick buck. For the first time, she took notice of the girls sitting in the corner crying at the clinic. She saw how her own abortion had led her down this path of pain. She turned away from the industry and started a foundation to help women and girls facing crisis pregnancies. Everett credited the closing of 28 abortion clinics in Texas to God, and she believes that new legislation will lead to more closings and more lives saved. Without the money from abortions, these clinics that claim to exist to help women will close. 
something all pro-lifers look forward to. Now, they're in court right now in Texas because they're suing Texas because of the laws that they passed closing these abortion clinics. Right. Because uh, because some judges said it's their right to kill babies. Maybe that Shabazz Shabazz Shabubu has a point, huh? And I hope, now see, we broke this story because it's over the weekend, but I hope that other talk show hosts play it forward and pick this up as an adjunct to what's going on in Planned Parenthood because, again, these are separate abortion clinics that have nothing to do with Planned Parenthood, but they have the same model. And it's even worse because they're indoctrinating the girls to believe that this is okay. Little t your teenage children. It's been going on my whole life, my whole adult life, so I don't know what to tell you about it. At one, one time I was for it when I was very young, and I wasn't political, and I didn't know any better. And again, we were in the indoctrination centers. Right, but back then I did see a lot of girls' lives get ruined because they couldn't say no to their boyfriends. Um, Look at how far we've fallen, though, because when I was a young girl... But nobody cares anymore. My, That's my, my point. If you're pregnant, you, get a, you had sex out of wedlock, yay! <laughs> Here's ten bucks, go buy something. Uh, that's how they treat it. Sex, sex is like, it's just body fluids to them. It's just, it's just like any any other bodily function. Up oh, there goes the papers. The papers flying. <laughs> that's uh, why you no. keep hearing it crinkly. There's a little teeny breezy fan on us, and it's blowing out the paper in my hand, which is not very good paper to begin with, and also used. Anyway, when I was young. It was up to my parents to teach me about sex education. My mother was right on the money. I mean, she was on top of it. She wasn't going to let anybody else. But what about me. the other mothers that weren't? What are those children to do? Go find another adult and ask. And even with our own daughter, my stepdaughter and your own daughter, you made sure that I took care of that, especially since I was a nurse through a medical you know, medical professional. Her mother had a cow, by the way. <laughs> but you weren't going to let her teach it, and you weren't going to let the freaking school do it. No, no, no. <laughs> you were <She>, like, no. <laughs> she was old enough. She was 15 years old. She should have already known if the mother was, the ex-wife was going to do it. She would have done it by then. No, no, that's when they were with us when she was 10. When she was 10. Oh, that's when she was Yeah, mm -hmm. when she was staying with us why for do like I, a week. Why do I think she screamed at me? Because oh, she always screamed at me. So. <laughs> That's because something. because at 15, she thought she was a, an adult, of course, and she could watch whatever she wants. Now you're talking about my daughter. I was talking about ex-wife. Oh, oh. <laughs> Your daughter yells at you, too. No, she doesn't. Well, she tries to, but you won't let her get away with it. She's never raised her voice to me. And she doesn't raise her voice, but you know what I'm talking about. She gets nasty. Oh, that look, and then she starts yep. to act like she's going to control the yep. conversation? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, it made me laugh. I thought she was funny. That made, that made her even matter, but she did look funny. So that was you definitely. That's definitely a down, and I really hope I. There's hear no way it. to admit. Well, I don't know. There's one way to look at it as an up down, because all those other abortion clinics, twenty eight abortion clinics, they successfully closed. They passed the laws getting rid of abortion, and now it's in the courts. Well, they're they're moving. They're okay. doing stuff. I can see the up because she was saved. And she started a foundation to help girls, and that's, to actually help them. And I was going to get there next, that's right.
And See? she's bringing this out and telling everybody what how horrible this is. You know what? Is. I changed it again. I'm just gonna call, <laughs> I'm just gonna call it an up. I think it's just an up. It's just yeah, it's just an up. <laughs> well, I hope I hear about this story during the week. What? It, well, this is where was I? Oh, here's the, <laughs> I my papers are flying away. I've got an old hard drive over there. It says broken. Makes a good paperweight. All right, so we fixed that one to an up. We're going to call that an up. An up down. Thank you. From Breitbart.com. On Saturday, hundreds upon hundreds of people from Georgia arrived at Stone Mountain, the nation's largest Confederate memorial, to show their support for the Confederate flag. The Southern Law Center reported the Southern Poverty Law Center. If you don't know what the Southern Poverty Law is, it sounds wonderful, doesn't it? Hey, I sent away. It's a left-wing lunatic organization. Right? They, any any Tea Parties, let's say Tea Party groups, they have branded as racists. They brand everybody as racists. They, they're, they're never right. But they just call everybody that they don't like. If you're on the right, you're a conservative, and you're not one of the Prague conservatives. Uh, I know that makes no sense, but I didn't want you to lose the fact that they call themselves conservative, even though they're prop. Hmm. Anyway, Southern Poverty Law Center, man. I think they even, I think they even mentioned me once upon a time. I think that's how I learned about them. They went after one of my uh, coalition against legal, <laughs> illegal immigration blogs and, uh, I had a whole dedicated blog and a whole bunch of contributing bloggers. And... Yeah, or blended a hate group. I don't even hate the illegals. I, I don't like them. I don't like the fact they're here. I don't like the fact they broke my laws. But I don't know them well enough to hate them. And besides, it's a group, so that makes it impossible. All right, up down from Breitbart.com again. Southern Probably Law Center reported that some of the attendees were armed. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> they tweeted a photo of one attendee openly carrying an AR-15 style rifle as he walked around. One of the rally organizers was a black man from Cartersville named Thomas Jewell. Jewish said he rallies to the flag because it represents his southern heritage. We're talking about the stars and bars, the Confederate battle flag. He says he knows some people have a misconception. Um, some people have been misrepresenting the flag, attaching movements and meanings to it. Susan. Attaching movements and uh, meanings to it that don't belong. But he added, if you look a little deeper, you'll find out what it was all about. The, f the flag was never meant to be racist. It's a heritage thing. It's a southern thing. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution reports that the thrust of the rally as heritage, not hate, they cite attendance by men like Billy Armstead of Covington, who said he came to the rally to honor the memory of his relative, Louis A. Armistead, who fought for the Confederate States of America in the Civil War. Cartersville's Jill Colson said, it's not about hate. People are trying to make our flag 
take our flag away from us, and that's not right. We're trying to do something about it. Jimmy Creek is a rally organizer from Monticello and said it's important that people understand it is an action for something, not against. Creek said we do rallies, not protests. We just do it peacefully. We don't want trouble, but we'll back each other up if there is. The Facebook announcement for the rally sets the rules for conduct for participants. Number one, no racial slurs or offensive remarks. Thank you. Really? I know. That's why this I'm is a down. Going, I'm not going already. That, that's why this is a down. Or offensive. Uh, Who's, I'm, How are you going to know? It's impossible gonna, not to offend people. Gonna, <laughs> how are you you can know? never, never offend all the people all the time. I know. I, was, I spun that around. Do you like? Uh, you can't offense. What's I? God is offensive to atheists. You can't say God, really. Hmm. Two, no alcohol. We do know it's legal, and that will be opportunity for tickets slash arrests. Alcohol's illegal. Open carry, at an event. Oh, 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 oh. Out, yeah, out and about. See here in Montana, we have we allow open carry. Yeah, open carry guns, open carry alcohol, open container. Yeehaw! As long as you're not the driver of the vehicle. <laughs> no, uh, did they get rid of the the, the passengers? They tried, but they, they didn't. Do it. Yeah. Passengers could still drink, See, which all my passengers always did anyway. So what's the problem? I mean, they're not driving. Well, here in Montana, it used to be that you could drink while you drive. Yes, you could actually have an open container of alcohol while you're driving, but I guess with all the Unnecessary, like unconstitutional DWI laws. Let's well, throw in some more. It was garbage. That, it was that, and also the federal highway uh, funds, just like the speed limit. Because yeah, I I, but why would why does the federal government give a crap? Yeah, you know, that's the problem. They want us all to be the same. Conform. They do not want individual states, and they don't want individual citizens. They want a collective. So that's what they're working for. So it makes sense that they're making every state, by twisting their arms, do what every other state does. So they're all alike, and they're all just lining up with that new world socialist order. Uh, by then, you'll have cried through it already, and you know you'll be freezing because there'll be no heat in the winter time, and there's no electricity, so you can't w watch TV or movies or anything. Uh, Nobody has any books because everybody's got those stupid ebook readers. I could go on to how depressing it, it will get, but hopefully we won't need to find out. Jimmy Creek is a rally uh, organizer from Monticello. No, no. I did that. Oh, doing the... No alcohol. Number number three, no taunting other vehicles, flipping other people off during the ride. No burning any flags of any type, regardless of which flag. Five, stay peaceful, which means no violence. But you just said everybody had the back in case violence started, and then you said stay peaceful, which means no violence. You're contradicting yourself in your own rules. Anyway, remember there will be people everywhere, possibly media and cameras, one piece. Uh, cameras are everywhere. And where is this phone? There's a camera. One piece of negativity, and that will be what goes viral, and that is what we will be remembered for. This is to show our support, BC. We care about where we live and grow up. Let's keep this clean and peaceful. Absolutely zero tolerance on these rules. 
you don't think you can follow, don't show up. There will be plenty of others who can follow the rules. See you all there. Thank you, and God bless. The Facebook announcement shows the rally is scheduled for 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. It is interesting to note that the location of this rally, Stone Mountain itself, has been targeted in the anti-Confederate hysteria that began sweeping the certain parts of the country following an attack on Emmanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church in June. Stone Mountain hosts the largest high-relief sculpture in the world, depicting Confederate President Jefferson Davis along with the generals Robert E. Lee and Thomas J. Stonewall Jackson. Atlanta's WSB-TV reports that the Atlanta chapter of the NAACP wants the sculpture removed. Oh, the NAACP finally found something to do. Remember, we're sitting around going, whatever happened to the NAACP? They just you know, don't hear about them anymore. They had nothing to do. They finally found something to do. Good for you. But, you know, it's they have to latch onto something quick because there's the whole story about them hiring that white woman who thinks she's black. Yeah, from Montana. <laughs> who thinks she's black because she's not black. And it's pretty obvious she's not black, by the way. Uh, I can tell that tan is, is a bronzer and it doesn't look black. And it doesn't look brown. Again. It's unnatural. Uh, she had a nice fro going, though. No. She uh, it's Rasta like... <laughs> curly, Rasta hairy, furry thing. You, you know, with all the hairs going to different directions. She looked like the when we said it when it was going on, and she looked like the character from uh, uh, The Simpsons that uh, Frasier plays. We said that when it was going on. What's his name? Bob. Yes, Bob the clown. <laughs> the clown. <laughs> oh, Bob. <laughs> it's a funny way of talking, doesn't he? Uh, all right, uh, down. From the blaze. Oh, what I think about the Confederate flag? If I had money right now to spend, I'd go buy one. I love, I look, I have nothing against the Confederate flag. I used to have one when I was a kid, and I grew up in Yankee, Long Island, New York. I even had Confederate money because my father took me to all the, you know, the, the things for Gettysburg and all that. Back then, they had a drive through thing. I don't know if they still do. You stop at certain parts, put the speaker in. And it tells you all about what the battle and what happened there. And then you put it back, go to the next place. Uh, that was pretty cool because you didn't have to walk around <laughs> outside. It's it's a quite quite big. It'd be a good exercise. Anyway, down from the blaze. Colin Brown walked into a 7-Eleven in Redmond, Washington last Wednesday and got himself a Slurpee. I was never into Slurpees. I... I have no idea why anybody liked those things. Even when I was a kid, I didn't like it. I didn't like Italian ices either. It's just flavored ice. <laughs> uh, anyway. He was also looking to get cigarettes for his fiance. so when the clerk asked Brown for proof of age, the Army Reservist placed his military ID, which has his birth date on the back and his illegal form of identification. And it has his picture on it, and it it probably has his uh his social security on it because that's what they use now for your military identification number. They use your social security number. They don't give you a different number. Um. So yeah, that in fact, I had a fake ID from my cousin 
the military ID that I used to use when I was a kid. <laughs> I was a big kid. Yeah. 15, 16, I was six foot three, 255 pounds. Oh, it was a lot of it was muscle. I was a clamor. I worked on the bay with breaking my arms and back all day. All right, from the blaze again. We're still here with the slurpees, and now we want cigarettes. And now, what? What? What do you want next, man? Everything? God, I thought poor people buy cigarettes nowadays. It's amazing. Um, yeah, with food stamps. Well, they sell the food stamps. I just don't understand cigarettes over food. Nah, makes no sense to me. It's ridiculous. She said you're in the military? I said yes. Brown recounted to K-R-R-O TV U. Then came the response that threw Brown for a loop. She said, I can't serve you. And honestly, I was at that point in shock, he told the station. I asked, are you serious? She looked at me like she was offended. Brown added, uh, Brown told K-I-R-O, he asked the clerk what the problem was, but it isn't clear she responded when he pulled out his driver's license to prove his age. I asked for her manager's information, and at that point I was able to make the purchase, he told the station. Soon Brown's angry friends and relatives posted about the alleged incident on Facebook, and soon over 12,000 people were spreading the news to military posts around the country. I think it's understandable that people would be upset about it, Brown told K-I-R-O. I think anyone in this position would be upset. A 7-Eleven corporate representative. Who's working the 7-Elevens now? You guys back, send me an email or something. Uh, when I left, when I left, it was the Indians and I uh, was just changing. No, just changing over to Arabs when I left from the Indians. And man, the Arabs were pieces of. Yeah, I actually was, I actually was a subject of reverse discrimination. I went there on the way to a camping trip. I stopped in to get a bunch of stuff, last minute stuff. Uh, I forget what it all was, but it was, there was a lot of it. And I, and I, I was piling up in the aisle, waiting to check out. So when I, when I got done, I just sat there wait, waiting. And when he w waited on the last person, uh, some black folk walked and they're browsing around and they were saying hello and i'm like excuse me can i get checked out here no i'm helping these people over here i said well I, i've been waiting here i was here before them and i'd like to get out of here and he said you're not the boss of me i said no I, I, i'm the customer and the customer's always right and if you want my money get over here and ring it up now he said he, he refused and he just went on taking care of the Black people who was, he was standing at the counter and everyone's running around. They just keep bringing stuff back to the counter where, where the mother or father was standing. It was the father. Uh, it's ridiculous. Go do your shopping to get in line. But the point was, and it was quite obvious, by the way, uh, they don't like white people. And so he wasn't going to serve me. So jokes on him though. Cause I went, okay, that's fine. I'm not the boss of you. Put all this back. And I walked out. That'll teach him. <laughs> uh, isn't this already over? No, no, no. I'm going to finish it. Then. Okay. 
Seven uh, Eleven representative, the report was distorted, and that the organization has always supported and promoted the military. The store in question is owned locally, but the owner didn't respond on KIRO's messages requesting comment. After Brown's friends complained online to 7-Eleven, KIRO said they received the following response. A customer represented, presented a military ID as a form of identification, and the store associate could not clearly read the birth date. In this instance, the store associate, by law, asked to see a second form of ID. None of this happened. I just read you the story. That's not what happened. It's not even close. If you're going to lie, there's got to be some truth in there. Element of truth. Yeah, because, by the way, um, no way, because he would have to get a new military ID card. You can't have a defaced military ID card. And that she didn't ask for the second form. He show, volunteered it, and she said she can't. What she meant is won't serve you because you're in the military. I think she was quite clear about that. Didn't care what his driver's license said. It was too late. You're a soldier. Bye-bye. What a piece of crap, huh? People fighting for her right to be doing that job in the first place and uh, hating them for doing it. Uh, Crow told Kiro that isn't true, and 7-Eleven should look into this more deeply. Review surveillance video and perhaps retrain its employees. Um, retrained. What well, part of you can't discriminate? Don't people understand? If you just say don't discriminate, that should be the end of the training, right? From moment one, the only thing I was hoping to do by coming forward with this is to get the issue addressed with the employee, Brown told the station. If you don't know something is wrong, you can't fix it. Smart. He's right. Very right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to commercial breaks on Cooperative Radio Show. Stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. <laughs> socialists. You will be assimilated. Your individual liberties, personal freedoms, and mental individuality will be added to our own. Resistance is futile. If you are successful at what you do, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, a business owner, or you have a great career, you understand the concept of protecting yourself. Well, are you protecting yourself, your family, and your assets with quality term life insurance? Consider these possible rates. A man age 45, non-tobacco user, could obtain $1 million of coverage for as little as $75 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 10 years. We specialize in policy of $500,000 and above. A man age 50, non-tobacco user, may be able to obtain $500,000 of coverage for as little as $115 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 20 years. We have great rates for smokers, too. Call the Term Lifeline now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. This is Jeff Carlisi from the Band 38 Special. Let us never forget that police lives matter.
Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call 800-764-9168 and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now, 800 764 That's 800-764-9168. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813 800-215-6813 This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. Welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. See, we would have never known this story if it didn't go all over the social media. Correct. Social media has really turned into a pretty interesting phenomena. But considering that the government's getting its hands on the Internet now, I'm sure they'll stifle all of this. Well, you know, We can't have people getting putting people together to rally against the government. What? With all the NSA uh, data mining, uh, Deb, the woman that I do the Women of the Revolutionary Show with, she was saying that how easy could it be to, for them to find out what conservatives use what um, what uh, internet server and you know throttle them down? Well, they could ban your site. They could just block access to your site completely. And that's what he wants. He wants to be able to take over the internet, block whatever content. He, he wants to control speech. Now, I know, it's not him. It's his handlers, obviously, because he's, what does he care? He's almost gone. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he's a Kool-Aid drinker. He wouldn't be in the position he's in. Oh, no, but... no. He's talking about staying. He actually said it at a He was speech. joking about Yeah, it. maybe. Uh, that's, didn't he do that about, uh, didn't he joke about the Constitution not allowing him to act unilaterally to... Uh, deal with the legal aliens. He, he said that right, right before he did it. <laughs> Maybe he's gonna do this too. Maybe the he's gotta stay on. 
oh, well, you know, it'll be the last part of the Constitution we can rip up. Now you know why I will not vote for people who are not a natural-born citizen. And the proper definition, the only definition I care about is someone born on American soil whose mother and father are citizens. Simple. End of problem. What about people serving? Well, first of all, embassies are American soil. If you didn't know that. Yeah, Hillary. So if you're stupid enough to travel in your third trimester and you go into labor abroad, you can just scream to be taken to the consulate, have your baby there, just born in American soil. What do you think? How do you like that? Otherwise, I suggest you stay in the country because, no, you don't get an exception for that. The military, the same thing. They're stationed there in service of America on American bases. They are That would be born on American soil. See, that's pretty simple. It's gotten all complicated because they want people that to get into office that are not eligible to get into office. And now they've convinced you that there's no special eligibility to be president. Of course there is. Look at look at the exception to the rule. It was because for these amount of years there wouldn't be any natural born citizens because the, well it was the United States of America day zero. So Anyone born before that was not born in the United States of America. See? Complicated. I know. But they wanted to make sure that there would be no foreign influence in the executive branch because he is commander-in-chief. That's the only real power he has. Uh, All the rest of the stuff he's wielding on us is unconstitutional. And if you think it is constitutional, find it in the Constitution and get back to me. No, don't don't pick a general clause that say, ah, covers everything. No, they spent four months on those words. Read them carefully. And when you're done reading them carefully, continue to read them, and you still won't understand it, so you must go to the Patriots Pub, patriotspub.us, and listen to the recordings there from episode one on the founding of this great nation, the Constitutional Convention. We went through day by day, using James Madison's notes, apolitical, that means no politics war was allowed yeah there's some slips here and there but we kept it out uh you'll find it you'll find just the facts you'll you know history better than people teaching history please do listen from episode one there's a reason i started in 1763 and it's important that the project puts everything into context so you can't jump around you got to go episode one straight through now if on the web on the site there's one missing and it, it, it's at a number. It's because there was a problem with the show. We didn't do a show that week. And it numbers it based on... It's just hard to explain. It was too much trouble to renumber. And then once you let it go, then it, then it's just, oh, forget it. it. But anyway, don't worry about skip numbers. All of them are up there. So you can listen to them. After we, after we were done with the Constitution, we did a whole special series of shows on slavery throughout history, including the United States of America. Anyway, this is, what do you got, what are you paused for over there? Again, mind your business. <laughs> well, she's hovering and she's looking at me. And I'm like, what the heck is she doing? I, am I going to talk or are you going to push a button? No, you're going to talk. Then it's get your hand the- off the button. <laughs> still on the ups and downs. We don't need any premature button pressing. All right, and up down from World Bank Daily, President Obama 
Caesar, Barack is Obama. Continents run around aground in Hawaii on Friday. He wanted to pack integrated economies of four continents. That's TPP. What? It's TPP. It's gonna be right. We're not there yet. Don't read ahead. Just pay attention to what he said right there. This is getting everything they're doing is trying to get us in line with Europe. Once they're like Europe, bam, they throw the switch. That's it. You're part of the new world order. Congratulations. And the people you hate, the United Nations, the World Hunger Organization, the World Health Organization, the IMF, all those stupid UN agencies. I just call them all UN agencies. Uh, that's the governance they've been setting up. They, they haven't finished setting it up, but they can't throw the switch yet, so it's all right. A lot of it was set up in the, in the Lost Treaty. Law of the Sea Treaty. I think that's still floating around out there somewhere. That would be devastating. And that but was under Bush. Only if you think you're going to be a sovereign nation. Otherwise, it seems like a pretty good idea. Now, you wonder why all these people love it so much. Because they're prerogs. No? Okay. Left-wing liberal progressive socialist columns, fascist bastards. Should I add status and collectivist, too? Sometimes I do status. Not collectivist. I think it's because it's an extra syllable. Anyway... Trade negotiators from 12 nations announced Friday they failed to reach a deal on the proposed Trans-Pacific Partnership, TPP. TPP would be the largest ever economic regulatory treaty. Treaty. It says treaty. Treaty. Now, weren't we told it's not a treaty? Susan? Yes. It's just an agreement, and the senators are saying they would never got Rob Rubio. Oh, he's out there stumping it. Oh, they don't understand. This is a, it's not a treaty, really. Even Kerry says it was supposed to be a treaty, and the only reason it wasn't is because it's too hard to get a treaty passed, which is kind of the point. No, that he said that about the Iran deal. Oh, the Iran deal that was. I thought he said it about both of them. No, he said he just said that about the Iran deal. So now they're just going to run with it for everything. Oh, okay, I see. The Iran deal will be a treaty. I don't care what you call it. It's a treaty. W look up definition of a treaty. Agreement between two countries, right? So if this is an agreement in two or more countries, it's a treaty, right? Right? That requires two-thirds of Congress, but Congress said they do, that it's not a treaty. And, and Salem said it's not a treaty. So we, we're, we had to pass that legislation so that we could even look at it. We could even read it. I'm like, Rubio, go back to Florida, for God's sakes, man. Better yet, listen to the Patriots Pub, patriotspub.us. Get that to Marco Rubio, will you? Listen to patriotspub.us so, so you can understand, number one, you shouldn't be running for president. He's not a natural-born citizen. He's about as father as you could be from it and still be a citizen. Anyway, so TPP would be the largest economic regulatory treaty, encompassing more than 40% of the world's gross domestic product. Secretary of State John Lurk Carey said the pack. Does he ever have an emotion, this guy? Just curious. 
That's why I call it Lord. You remember the Addis family? Uh, Kerry said the pact will merge the U.S. economy with Mexico and 10 other nations, including Canada, Japan, Vietnam, Malaysia, and the Islamic Sultanate of Brunei. He had to get an Islam. How the heck did that get in there? I, I had to get an, an, an Islam. He had to get a muzzy, fuzzy muzzy, fuzzy muzzies. I had completely forgot that that country even exists. What do they do? Really, I mean, the Sultanate of Brunei. Well, for ones, it's ruled by a sultan. That's why it's called the Sultanate. You remember uh, Arabian Nights? What? what the heck does it even do? What does what do? What does it produce? What are we trading with? It doesn't produce it? anything. It just <laughs> it sets it, it. No, see, it's not free trade. There is no. There's never been such thing as free trade. And I wish everyone would stop even saying it. Free markets, yes. Free trade, no. There's no free trade. There's barter. There's give and take. There's first of all, if you're going to piss me off, you're going to have to pay for the for the right to sell your goods in my country. That's the way it used to be done. If you were a good, good, good country, then they gave you favored, uh, favored, what do they call it? Status? Favored na nation, nation status. status. Favorite nation status. And they, they still use that term. And that, and that would be free trade. Between those two countries or any of that one or two countries in the countries they have that arrangement with. These agreements that are being debated and discussed and going on and on. It's because it's not like that. It's, well, we'll cut your, we'll cut the taxes on your goods coming in by this. If you cut down on the, the tax on our goods coming into your place to that, ne, not in any of the, we already read NAFTA to you and went over it. There was no free agreement in it. It never reaches free trade, ever reaches free trade, but it sets up some Guarantees, and that's a treaty. A free trade agreement would be establishing favored nation status, and that's done by Congress. Oh, okay, the ups and downs. Oh, same article, sorry. <laughs> the latest round of talks in Hawaii had been expected to yield an agreement to conclude the TPP. Caesar pressed Congress to surrender its ability to amend the pact, saying that would enable him to quickly wrap up the negotiations. The House and Senate agreed and gave President Obama, Caesar, the enhanced power, known as Trade Promotion Authority, after a series of controversial votes in June. Here's good news to you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, one branch of the government cannot transfer its power to another branch of the government without amending the Constitution not just passing legislation. So he does not have that power. Again, once we're in we're back in charge, everything that's been done unconstitutional by anybody is gone. Which means the whole no the whole federal government's are gonna disappear. It's gonna be a ghost town in DC like it's supposed to be. Why? Because anything unconstitutional doesn't exist. It's void. It shall not be enforced. That's what Thomas Jefferson said. I know you guys love Thomas Jefferson. I've decided to turn him back around on you. I've been studying up on Thomas Jefferson. Ooh, bring him up again out of context. Go ahead. I'll... Mm. Poor man. Leave him alone. 
But the president promises proved false. Negotiations stalled when national governments failed to accede to corporate demands to open their borders and allow people, goods, capital, and information to flow freely through the zone. <coughs> like the Eurozone. Uh, now you know why they've never built the fence. Because there's their goal is free everything. Free, free trade, free movement, no borders. No borders within the whole zone, like the Eurozone. No, we don't want that. I don't want that. Maybe you want that. Listening out there. If you do, you need to listen to the show more because then you won't want to. Because you'll understand how horrible the big government is for individuals when you think, oh, well, it's giving them health care. Yeah, it's going to end up killing them with horrible health care. It's going to do. Uh, I don't know. Never give the never give your dog the upper hand is what I always say. And we've let this dog out of control for too long and now it can't be fixed it's got to be it's got to be broke as japanese trade minister akira aramari amari described tpp's goals at a news conference friday evening us trade representative michael froman's said he agreed with amari on the on that we've been trying to achieve in these negotiations and the larger exercise here of integrating the Asian Pacific region. A key sticking point in the negotiations was pharmaceuticals, reported Associated Press, striking a deal over how long to protect data used to develop biological drugs, was described as the biggest source of frustration by a source from a non-U.S. negotiated nation. U.S. drug manufacturers want 12 years, but Australia wants five. A compromise of seven or eight years is seen as a possible compromise. The U.S. was on one side of the issue, while practically every other country was on the other side, the source told Associates. Yeah, well, it's because we there are laws here, and that's how we protect people's property rights in this country. They did all the work. They spent all the money to develop the drug. They get 12 years of profits. Before you cannot, you can bring down the price of drugs. They deserve to get their money back for the, for their R and D. His own waiver gets this. I'm not a big pharma fan, but you can't just say that. Oh well, you you, you can have it, but then in right after this amount of years, only five years, which is less than half of twelve, uh, then you know. Well, then they have to raise the prices of drugs up front even more. Don't you realize that? They have to recoup their money, and they're going to recoup it. The more expensive it is to recoup it, the more you're going to pay for it. Understand that. The failure to reach an agreement pressure TPP will be an issue in next year's presidential contest. Insurgent candidates Donald Trump on the right and Bernie Sanders on the left, insurgent really, oppose the deal, pressing establishment candidates to take a stand on PAC that is deeply unpopular with voters across the political spectrum. And with that, we got to go commercial breaks here on Cooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with one another, and to assume among the powers of the earth 
the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitles them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. Read the Declaration of Independence. It's an old document that never grows old. This has been a public service announcement from the Uncooperative Radio Show. Are you a city-dwelling liberal who loves the environment? Do you cry every night because you feel that global warming will destroy the earth by the time you wake up? Is your only goal in life to smash the George Bush and Dick Cheney evil oil empire? And is Al Gore your arch-magi of all that is green? Then do we have a solution for you! Yes, liberals, here's your chance to do your part to change America from a freedom-loving republic to a communist-socialist paradise. Just walk, bike, or drive your carbon-credit vehicle to the uncooperative moped dealership. We carry an assortment of diverse and politically correct mopeds in every style and color, liberal smell not included. Our dealership knows the importance of stopping global warming and defeating the warmongering conservative from taking over the world by getting rid of all the cars, SUVs, light trucks and pickup trucks, and soccer mom vans from our city streets. So drive your patchouli-loving ass out of the gas-guzzling, environmentally-destroying, mechanically-driven device today and onto one of our fully-loaded mopeds. Al Gore will be glad you did. Woo! I don't know if this is a good idea, son. Using funk. But, Dad, we gotta reach out to our base somehow. Besides, I love James Brown. What will your mother think? The border goes from coast to coast. Easy to get into here. We got intercontinental overload to slip under the fence. It don't make any sense when there's no documentation. That's too far. And somehow or some way we're going to find out who you are. Sneaking in America. Trying to hide from immigration. Sneaking in America. Land, across the nation, sneaking in America. Got to have some legislation. Coming soon, John McCain and Lindsey Graham star in the tender sequel to Brokeback Mountain. Return to Saddles or Canyon. You know, Lindsey, you spend a few days out on the campaign trail. Away from all the other Republicans, with nothing but your horse, the press, and a few thousand sheep to lead. Well, it makes a man think different. Feel different. You know what I mean? You want another back rub? Sure. Then we'll make s'mores. If you're in the 
the country illegally, you are entitled to a well-prepared and frankly delicious ham sandwich, followed by a helpful boot in the ass to assist you in exiting the country. As always, a fizzy soda of your choice is optional. I'm Sheriff David Clark, and I want to talk to you about something personal, your safety. It's no longer a spectator sport. I need you in the game. But are you ready? With officers laid off and furloughed, simply calling 911 and waiting is no longer your best option. You can beg for mercy from a violent criminal, hide under the bed, or you can fight back. But are you prepared? Consider taking a certified safety course in handling a firearm so you can defend yourself until we get there. You have a duty to protect yourself and your family. We're partners now. Can I count on you? This safety message brought to you by the Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office. Welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. And all the fluttering paper. Fluttering paper. I, I, it throws my whole... It's, I, I don't know, have a system, I man. I just don't, don't have a system. You don't. And it's funny because when you're looking on the computer, you actually put the cursor where you stopped last. Right. So that you, you know, and you still you still overread stuff again. I know. <laughs> Even with that cue. <laughs> anyway, I did skip something that is important. That whole thing about the copyright for 12 versus 5 years. Neither side was prepared to move and all claimed it is it as a red line issue. Well, we know for Obama that means nothing. <laughs> but unfor- but it's the industry that's involved. See, th- th- why, why is the industry and government talking together about this at all? I'm just saying. It, it should be two governments. How does the big corporations interest get in? How did Big Pharma get in here? The proposed pact would integrate the U.S. economy with one of the world's most notorious slave states, Malaysia, where millions of men and women and children are routinely sold into forced labor and the sex trade. World Act Daily has reported the administration came under fire for issuing a human rights report that critics say whitewashed Malaysia's record in order to expedite the TTP negotiations see why would you why would you want to partner up with why would you just say malaysia no what why why bring because now he's going to bring pieces of crap yellow people into our country under the refugees well see and malaysia has a lot of muslims luckily the no u.s farmers not uh, gonna go an inch not an inch off that i'm telling you they may they may they may be willing to go to 10 years but that's that's about it well, Malaysia has a lot of Muslims too, Brian. I know, and Mal- that's another reason we don't want them. But, but that's the reason he does. They do. Uh, have you noticed all the places where they're predominantly black have slavery? Malaysia's yellow. I just want to point that out. Oh, brown? No, there's brown people there. In Malaysia? Uh huh. You know what I'd like to know? In this grand scheme of partnering on these Asian countries, how are we going to deal with China now that China's building uh, floating fortresses and floating army uh, bases? You could and... deal with it at all. What are you talking about? <laughs> Nobody's dealing with it. I want to say, first of all, they have a right to build up their own military just like every other country does. If 
other countries are concerned about that, they should let China know about their concerns. Well, China, and if China says pound sand, he's probably going to come to war with you, so you better prepare. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Because where they're, where they're making these floaty, floaty islands is, is disputed territory. Now, that's right. And they're taking it over. Yeah, they're just doing right. it. That, and the well, UN isn't saying anything. They're doing it because thing. quick. While this guy's still president, let's get this done. Exactly. He isn't going to do anything. Exactly. Oh yeah. But, oh, they got the. No one understands this. And the Japanese would cut my head off with a samurai sword for saying this. The Japanese was a colony of China. I forget what period it was that the emperor sent out some colony, some people to colonize and make the empire bigger. And to stretch, but the empire was already really, really big, and they ended up he just kind of forgot about them. And the colonists went. One was Japan, and the other went off to what is Southeast Asia? You know, Taiwan, for instance, Thailand. So Taiwan was Taiwan people's heritage is Chinese. And so China expects to put that empire back, and it doesn't care how long it takes or who it has to kill to do it. They're going to do it, just like they took Tibet. What did we do? Nothing. What's going to happen when they they go after Taiwan, where we have a an obligation to protect? We have a treaty with them. All right. Enough depressing things are... No, there's got to be more. There's a lot of pages here. That's depressing. It's on the computer screen. I don't know how much it is. It's just, don't pay attention. This is depressing. All right, so we're going on to what's up with our schools. It's just going to push a button. Um, you're going to give a little warning about to these people? No. <laughs> okay. No, no, no warning. All right, we're just going in with Go some for part. it. Stephanie, you're going 80 miles per hour. Why do you keep asking me? What is it? I don't know. I said 10 minutes and you said no. And then I said 80 minutes and you said no. And then I said 8 minutes and you said no. 80 miles per hour. How long will it take you to go 80 miles? What? Okay, <laughs> if you're going 80 miles per hour, mm -hmm. how long will it take you to go 80 miles? Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Eighty. So do I like divide something? No. <laughs> eighty miles per hour. How long does it take you to go eighty miles? <laughs> yes. I don't know, dude. What is it? <laughs> if you're going eighty miles per, per hour. hour how long will it take you to go? 80 miles. Dude, I don't know. If you're going 80, 80 miles, miles per hour. No, listen. If you're going 80 miles per hour, how long will it take you to go 80 miles? Per hour? Mm-hmm. I don't know. What? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> 80 miles per hour, okay? So you're 80 miles per hour. 
Okay. So an hour, 80 miles. Okay. So how long will it take you to go 80 miles? An hour. Yes. <laughs> an hour? Yes. It'll take you an hour. Yeah. Not 80 minutes, not 8 minutes, not 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's precious, wasn't it? That uh, YouTube you video went viral. Have you? It did it because I didn't oh, think yeah. it did. Oh yeah. Oh yes, <laughs> Did you get any tweets about people tell, saying that we just tortured them to death for two minutes? No. No. I don't get a lot of emails from anybody. I've been getting them lately from listeners. <laughs> that was our normally. daughter, by the way, when Brian was trying to teach her. I was trying to teach her uh, geometry, which, <laughs> which by I had a hundred and ten in geometry in high school. Uh, it was a simple area calculation thing and I'm trying to put it in real she doesn't understand what the book says she teaches a bit dill you know some of a doll um, so I tried to put it in, in every way I could think of to give her like we're going to go buy tile for this room how many how much tile do we need when we go to the tile store we dis we discover that by first we do the calculations for area. What's the area of the room? <laughs> and Hours. Hours. Oh my god! I, let's put it this way: I put it in every way possible I could explain it, and in real life, she's never going to use it in real life. I showed her: well, you got to buy tile. You got to put tile down in your house and. You gotta know how much, cause you don't have that much money, you don't wanna overspend, but you can have too few tiles, or you screw up the whole project. So what are you going to do? How do you find out how much tiles you need? Area of a room, if it's an empty room, that's all you need. Length times width. Now, if there's things that cut into it, you gotta measure that, and then take its area away from the bigger area. Now, Folks, our our child is thirty years old right now. So, at with this problem when she was fifteen, that was fifteen years ago already. The indoctrination, it, like I said, three generations of doofuses, or what do you call them? Doofusai. And They're... yes, it was our fault. <laughs> oh no, it wasn't my fault. No, 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 it was the court's fault because. They, they wouldn't give me custody of my children, and so they were in the hands of my ex-wife. Otherwise, as I did with Michael, they wouldn't be in public school. Um, yeah, we had them. She'd drop them every once in a while. She'd get fed up and want to go off on a, I don't know, a drunk or a tear or whatever, go gamble, whatever she was doing. And she'd drop the kids off and leave them for, I don't know, a month or two, three. At one point, she was like, uh, here, take them. So my son walked away. So we went and rented a house. We didn't need a house. Now we had to have a house for the kid. We had to register with school. And then we had to find him a private school because public school wants to put him on drugs. Uh, so Susan had to stop taking her classes. So she lost some time. She lost a semester out of it. Uh, I, I was out on my back with con compensation and, uh, I had to take a night, a night job driving a cab 12 hours a night. And I, and I made $25 a day. And that was it. But it was 25 more dollars a day than I had. And that made it worth it. 
Anyway, so. <laughs> I don't. I know. I went go, down a rabbit hole. I know. We'll go to what's up with our schools, and I just played that. But that's now... going to be our new intro <laughs> okay. to this. Now I might shorten it for you, but right now I'm having too much fun with it. Uh, it might, but at least she didn't call me dude. <laughs> they didn't speak like that. Although back then. she was, she was so exhausted by the time I walked away. She was just a head holding her head up. Was our arm? She looked like she was exhausted beyond belief. I was fed up. I just said, "I'm sorry, I can't help you anymore. I've run out of ideas." It's not, I have no other way to explain this to you. That's, that's the way that was. So she still doesn't know. She passed it at least. What's up at our schools? From the New York Post, Melissa. I can't see that. Melissa Magia. 18 was, oh, here's another problem. I'm going to need a light to read this. I know. See? I haven't done paper. I told you, like a decade. Uh, Anyway, uh, 18 was stunned and embarrassed when officials at William Colin Bryant High School in Long Island, Long Island City, Queens, told her, let me try again. Melissa Magia, 18, was stunned and embarrassed when officials at William Cullen Bryan High School in Long Island City, Queens, told her she had met all the requirements to receive a diploma in June. She knew she hadn't. Teachers say Melissa is just one of a number of students magically given credits for classes they failed in an effort by administrators to raise Bryan's graduation rate. Because then you get more money from the Obamanist campaign. She had told her story to the Post's Susan Edelman, which I assume wrote this. I don't like receiving what I would call a handout, but that's what's happened. New York gave me a diploma. I didn't deserve it. Wow. <laughs> uh, sorry, it's running together. It may It may seem odd that I'm speaking up, but it's only because I'm fully aware I didn't deserve a pass. I didn't deserve to pass a course that allowed me to graduate. Now, that is extremely unusual. And how much money does it cost to go to school in Manhattan? No, Queens, I mean. To a public school? Nothing. Public schools are free. The government schools are free. Well, they're not free because they take your children from you. And you give it to them. Child Abuse Center. Anyway, bee, 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 bee. she's good for her that she at least has integrity, if if not uh, good study habits. Yeah, where did that come from? <laughs> I guess well, there's I... a lot of people that have integrity that they don't apply themselves. The the two moral integrity and they they tend to separate for some reason. Shouldn't separate because uh, if you have moral integrity, you you have a work ethic, which means you will study vigorously. And if you didn't get something, you'd do what I did and study all day, all night, every day until I figure it out. I'm just shocked that there's a young person out there like this. There's a bunch of people out there worse than this. I don't know that you'd get any worse than the, the ditzy blonde from that little bit there that kept saying, dude, I don't know, dude. She's not a blonde. Her girlfriend that was laughing at her was the blonde. She's a brunette. All right, well, 
I watched the video. And so I, did I. I, nope. I remember her as blonde, probably yeah. because everybody that stupid is blonde. No. No. We can settle this later. We can go to the YouTube video and watch it. You have a bad habit of not understanding the difference between dirty blonde and brunette. Oh, no, no. She had hair darker than me. All right. That's a bet. I bet you a beer. No, we'll we'll mean, let you know. No, I mean, I'm shocked that this young lady has this much integrity. I know I'm what not. you were shocked about. <laughs> I think everyone understood you. I mean, <laughs> it really culminates um, the problem we're facing with the millennials. There's some good, there's always good people in America in everything, whether, no matter all walks of life. But, man, overwhelmingly, the millennials coming out of college have been destroyed. It's not their fault. They had no one to deprogram them while it was going on. But, uh, so they're going to have to deprogram themselves or their friends are going to have to deprogram whatever the case may be. Or the whole world turns into that. And, you know, we just, we take our pill meals at the appropriate hour. We drink water and nothing but water. We live in a little box with just enough room for one person to exist. And we bicycle everywhere, <coughs> absolutely everywhere. If you're lucky enough to have a bicycle. All right. Mm. Back to the story. I had a lot of trouble getting up in the morning. I didn't really go at all. I think I showed up about five times in the first marking period. Man, if I was her parents, she'd be she'd be working that off. <laughs> I oh, I better not have paid for this. You just see that's another thing. If they don't pay for it, they don't care. They don't go. They don't show up to class. You th I bet you if they paid, they'd want every minute of that class. <laughs> but that's just human nature. Uh, well, kind of. I, I wasn't the same way. I was going to free college and community college in California. I just went to California for to get residency to go to college for free because that's what it was. So I said, okay. Anyway, so I was going to college there. Second, so The second term came last semester, and I was just like getting totally disillusioned why I would want to waste my time going to college. I was learning nothing. Nothing. I, was learning, I didn't learn a dang thing I wanted to learn that I was going to college for. And now I'm in my sec second half of the first year, and I got to take all these BS courses that have nothing to do with computer programming. So uh, I was like, I, yeah, I wasn't paying for it. If I was, I would have been even more outraged. I was like, why do I have to do all this other crap that has nothing to do with computers? I just want a job as a computer programmer. Well, because you know, all this plays in, it makes you a more well-rounded, blah, 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 blah. I don't want to be well-rounded. I want to get out of here and make some money. Uh, that was that was my thing. I want to get out of here and make some money. Anyway, she had a lot of trouble, so she didn't show up for class. Uh, I got a 55 for both an F. My teacher saw me in the hall and pulled me aside. She told me, in the third marking period, if you come in every day and do all your work, I will pass you. I showed up about... 10 days maximum, the third marking period. It was only about a month long because of senior activities. 
I did the makeup worksheet she gave me, but I never turned them in since my teacher was out at the end. We had a substitute. I was absent for the final exam on Thursday and absent for the makeup final on Friday. I explained everything. I told him I was absent and needed to do my final. He wrote an email to the assistant principal explaining my situation. He told her I needed to make up some kind of work and make up my final to pass the class. He gave the assistant principal my name, phone number, and email address. She's going to contact you by the end of the day, he said. She'll let you know what days to come in and what day to make up your final. I never got a call or an email. It was Regents Week, so there were no classes. I waited and never got contacted back. Was this New York? Queens. Oh, my goodness. Regents. I hadn't heard of that. New York State Regents. That was me. I had all the Regents classes and tests. It's an extra final you got to take. But when you get, when you finally get your diploma, you get a Regency diploma, not just a regular high school diploma. That opens a lot of doors for you. No, I didn't get my diploma. I dropped out in 11th grade because public school got too stupid for me. I couldn't take it anymore. I would visit, I was, I was already, uh, I hate when I do that because now I got to go into a backstory. I, I had emancipated myself at the age of 16 years old. I had had a job for many years. I was a clamor on the bay, I had my own boat, I was my own boss, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, those things had to come to an end because of the, the natural order of things. And I found myself in need of, I had run out of things I wanted to do at this point to live life. I wanted to, I didn't want to go to school right away. I wanted to go live life and work and work in different things and learn, meet, meet people, etc. So that's what I did. But then I, I don't know. I want, I wanted, there was nothing going on that I was interested in. So, my mother was living in California, and she goes, well, you know, if you come out here, you can go to college for free. And I was like, really? She's like, yeah, okay. So, sure enough, I sold everything and flew out there and went to college. Uh, that That's the backstory on that really fast. Anyway, where was she? Uh, she gave the assistant person my name. I never got a call back. On Thursday, I emailed him. Good afternoon, Mr. Ortiz. It's Melissa Magia. I never got contacted to take the final. I would like to know what's going on. I need my government credit to graduate. He replied, Melissa, you passed government. I thought your teacher called you. She gave you a 65. Congrats. I asked about a note informing me that I was enrolled in summer school. He answered, summer school is programmed by using the second marking period grade and you were probably failing the course at the time. However, you are removed from the class if you passed it. If you have a diploma, you definitely do not have summer school because you graduated. That was weird, I thought. My teacher is very strict. She doesn't give a passing grade if you don't deserve it. I felt she would at least try to teach me a lesson. I wouldn't have minded going to summer school. I know that's what I should have done. Okay, now listen to this. This is what you're saying, that we did this to our, we did this to our own kids. This child is asking, she's like pleading, please, somebody, I did something wrong. You know what I'm saying? She's she's asking for her to, so that she would feel get better. She wants the rule of law. That's right. I, was, I couldn't figure out how to say it. <laughs> she's crying out 
with the rule of law. It's important that youngsters under, are under a rule of law, and a consistent rule of law, and there are consistent boundaries, and you consistently punish them when they go outside those boundaries. Kids really need this, and actually they want it. They want a <laughs> they environment. They crave it. I, I proved that with my son. I mean, how many times he got dropped off and he was all messed up? I could straighten him out in a matter of six, well, six weeks, maybe, before he started coming around. No, it was much earlier than was that. Was it? Yeah, we had, did, at one point, we only had him for like a week. <laughs> he was actually a good kid. He's just, his, well, his, his, my ex-wife is a piece of crap. That's all there is to it. But this poor girl is saying, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, my oh, Well, you know what my ex would have said to, to her child. Shh, shut up. What are you, a dummy? You got to go, you got away with it. Keep your mouth shut. That's all she cared about was getting away with stuff. She finally didn't get away with something. Poor girl. Not your ex-wife, this girl. <laughs> yeah, don't, no, poor, <laughs> no sympathy for my ex at all. I went back to the same counselor and asked, are you sure I passed? It doesn't make sense to me. He said, well, you got your diploma, so you passed. I do think it was unfair. I don't deserve it. Well, then take a night course. Earn it. What? There's the next article. Oh, I thought I was done with that. You are done with that. I'm not good with paper. I told you. <laughs> I I used to know how to do this, but yeah. <laughs> when we started out, we did use paper for copy. Got too started, expensive. When we started the the show, because we only had one computer, and we didn't have any laptops. It was a desktop. So we did do it this way, but um, we're so not used to it anymore. <laughs> and it's extremely difficult. It would be extremely difficult for me to do this show by myself on one computer, trying to read, paying attention to the time, seeing the switchboard is still up. I mean, the uh, soundboard's still up. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but you can imagine how that would interrupt my reading. I'd have to switch screens, see, from the copy to the screen so I could. Never mind. It's better with more than one computer. For us, anyway. <laughs> From eagnews.org. EAG. More parents than ever before are choosing to homeschool their children, driving a movement that's grown by 62% the last decade. The National Catholic Register reports that recent data from the high school Department of Education, sorry, recent data from the U.S. Department of Education shows explosive growth in homeschooling among American families, as opposed to who else would you be talking about? <laughs> Illegal aliens? I don't know. Particularly in the last 10 years, when the number of students between the ages of 5 and 17 went from 1.09 million in 2003 to 1.77 million in 2012. Homeschool students now represent... I need a page turner. <laughs> Homeschool students now represent about 34% of the school-age population, a percentage that's increased significantly for a variety of reasons. The first one would be to have them get an individualized education that meets the needs of each student. The second was that we were drawn to classical curriculum, 
I highly recommend that. And the third would be flexibility and time with family. Fredericksburg VA homeschooled mother Christina Banks told the news side of her reasons for educating her children at home. And I hope more and more parents out there listen to you, Brian, because you, you every show, what do we say? Pull your kids out of the indoctrination centers. Well, now they're child abuse centers. I've upgraded them. It's just pure child abuse. It has become demystified, and it's become more acceptable socially and culturally for the people to homeschool. Now, you don't have to homeschool the traditional way. You don't have to be the teacher. You can homeschool, but you're not supposed to be the teacher in homeschooling philosophy anyway. You're, the kid's supposed to learn to learn by himself, to show initiative and, and go out and learn the material by themselves, find things they're interested in. Actually, when we get to the bottom of this article, I thought it was really interesting. These homeschooling are, are, again, which it should be, state by state. I mean, the state makes up what you can do and cannot do in homeschooling. Well, where? Who gave the, who gave the state the power over its citizens? Uh, backwards, ladies and gentlemen, even at the state level, you're still the boss. They don't get to tell you what you have to do with your children. As long as you don't, you know, beat them to death, kill them. You're a rational human being at all. There's no problem. Just do what you want. You educate. It's like, look, it's none of your business how I want to educate my child. My child would be much better educated than most people would listen to the show just because I had an incredibly good education when I was younger. Uh, classical education, and I appreciate it. It, 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 it made me who I am. I, I'm not a follower of a leader. I, I can learn anything. I can figure things out. If I don't know it, I can figure it out. Uh, that's what they've lost. These kids have no critical thinking at all. Well, that's true. I, I know that. But, you know, again, we can't drop them off there and expect them to come out the other end. Good, wonderful citizens that we intended. You are giving them to the enemy. The school has been taken over by the enemy. The left-wing progressive socialist commie fascist status bastards. They took it over. Took over a judicial system, too, by the way. Taking over just about everything. Churches, too. Wow. That's kind of depressing. <laughs> anyway, there are other options. There, we had an interview with a, a company. Pull it, I pull it up after. And uh, that very inexpensive. You can have real teachers over Internet, in your house, teaching a kid. They even tutor. And they give a classical education. And even at, in the 12th grade. It goes up by how old you are, because obviously there's more work involved. At 12th grade, the highest it gets is $2,600. $2,600? I'm positive my parents said that for me to go to Catholic school Same in the me. 70s. Yep, no, yep. wait, that was the late 60s. Yep, I know. I went to Catholic school, too. All We all did. Anyway, I'll pull that up after. Okay, we're going to go to a short break. Some cooperative radio shows. Stay tuned, cause. We'll be right back. The Terry O'Brien Show. The Terry O'Brien Show airs live in Vivid Red Light News, Sundays, 4 to 6 p.m. Central on Blog Talk Radio. I think that most liberals are well-intentioned but misguided. They're like children who have the luxury of believing in the political equivalent of the tooth fairy. They need some tough love. They need a big old healthy dose of common sense and information. And when they get it, 
the smart ones will become conservative. Strap in for the wild ride with America's original conservative warrior princess. Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call 800-764-9168 and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now, 800-764-9168. 800-764-9168. That's 800-764-9168. 9168. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813 800-215-6813 This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. If you are successful at what you do, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, a business owner, or you have a great career, you understand the concept of protecting yourself. Well, are you protecting yourself, your family, and your assets with quality term life insurance? Consider these possible rates. A man age 45, non-tobacco user, could obtain $1 million of coverage for as little as $75 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 10 years. We specialize in policy of $500,000 and above. A man age 50, non-tobacco user, may be able to obtain $500,000 of coverage for as little as $115 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 20 years. We have great rates for smokers too. Call the Term Lifeline now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. We have never invested as much in public education as we should have because we've always had kind of a private notion of children. Your kid is yours and totally your responsibility. We haven't had a very collective notion of these are our children. So part of it is we have to break through our kind of private idea that kids belong to their parents or kids belong to their families and recognize that kids belong to whole communities. Once it's everybody's responsibility and not just the households, then we start making better investments. Okay, and 
Welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Thank you, Melissa. The other Tampon Melissa, girl. The other Melissa we just read doesn't agree with you. Oh, and the website, the the um, educational uh, online that you were talking about. Get a pen and paper, everyone. It's Alan Scholl is the director of Freedom Project Ed- Education. And the website is www.freedomproject.com. That was www.freedomproject.com? This is radio. They can't see you Yes. bobbing your head. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Turned into a bobblehead. <laughs> I write down all the guests and make sure I have records. Good. It has become demystified. And it's become more acceptable socially and culturally for people to homeschool. Mike Donnelly, homeschooling father and attorney with the Homeschool Legal Defense Foundation, told the register. That's the Homeschool Legal Defense Foundation. If you're having problems with your schools, your government allowing you to homeschool your children, you need to know that Homeschool Legal Defense Foundation. The Education Department's 2012 National Household Educational Survey show survey shows the reason behind parents' decision to homeschool their children has shifted in recent years. Decision to homeschool has shifted in recent years from mostly religious reasons to concerns about the public school environment and lacking academics. Look, there's... Dropping your kids at public school is officially child abuse. No government schools. None of them. No, not even charter schools. They Nope. They're government-run schools, and, they, and for them to get funding, they have to teach Common Core. You don't want your kid anywhere near that. that, you, that oh, you think the millennials are a problem. That will completely remap their brains. You will never be able to fix them. Do not give our children our future to those animals. Ninety-one percent of parents cited concerns about the environment of public schools. Seventy-seven percent cited moral instruction, and seventy-four percent expressed concerns about the academic instruction. The Register reports a lower number of sixty-four percent listed wanting to give their children religious instruction as a reason, followed by 44% saying they wanted their child to have a non-traditional form of education. As for the most important reason, the survey showed 25% of parents said they were concerned about the environment of other schools. 22% said other reasons, including family time, finances, travel, and distance. And 19% said they were dissatisfied with the academic instruction at other schools, according to the news site. Donnelly highlighted the fact that in 2007, 36% of parents cited religious or moral instruction as their primary driver, and the combined percentage dropped to a mere 21% in the 2012 survey. There's been other changes in the school movement as well. The National Home Education Research Institute reports that this educational choice is becoming increasingly popular with minorities as 15% of homeschooling families are now non-white, non-Hispanic. Wow. Really? 
Wait a minute. So it's non-white, non it doesn't well just say black, right? Yeah. Like I'm a white Hispanic. You are. I we they <laughs> they have that now. They have two levels of race race and ethnicity. So like she's a white she's a white Hispanic. Now I understood where they got that from when they were talking about uh who is that guy? Zimmerman, Zimmerman, yeah. Poor 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 guy still getting harassed. Uh yeah, he could think first, you know, he was a white man, but he's a racist, he's all this. And when the that when that didn't work out, when the truth came out, and the fact was that uh, he had he had a black person as a black person as best friend or family, I can't remember which. Um, he himself is a Hispanic. How could he be prejudiced? So they went, oh, well, that's because he's a white Hispanic. <laughs> well, how does it explain the? The black guy is friends. That's his best friend. You know, there's no talking to them. It doesn't matter. Oh, well. Choice is becoming an increasingly popular one. Experts believe the growth and changing demographic of homeschoolers is likely due in part to changes in the state laws. In North Carolina, for instance, the total number of homeschool students has more than doubled over the last 12 years, including a 34% increase in the last four years. In the last year alone, homeschooling increased 9% in North Carolina, according to the Carolina Journal. Dave, this is what I was talking about when I read it. It's all has to do with the states are controlling it, but you're saying they shouldn't even. <clears throat> Dry. Homeschoolers in... What am I saying? I'm good. I'm saying that there should be nobody in those schools. Zero. Nada. Zilch. No. Done. So, anyway, uh, homeschoolers in the Tar Heel State now outnumber private school students and, if figured together as a single school district, represent the third largest school system in the state. Behind Charlotte, Mecklenburg, and Wake Counties. The rapid growth in North Carolina is undoubtedly due in part to loosened regulations on homeschooled families, according to the journal. For years, North Carolina's homeschool law allowed only parents and guardians to provide instruction. Two years ago, homeschool families led a successful effort to change North Carolina's definition of homeschooling, according to the site. The revised law ensured that homeschool families have the option of utilizing alternative forms of instruction for a portion of their child's education, including participating in co-ops, hiring tutors and specialists, and taking online courses. Previously, parents intimidated by the prospect of teaching their children higher-level math or science were forced to send their children to public or private schools, but now have other options. Yeah, for even then, for a long time, there there are there's educational software out there that can, your kid learns to interact with and, and learn incredibly. You, you learn much better than going to school by doing this. I've done some of that stuff online where I took uh, learn took practice tests and learned stuff for get so I can go get like my ham license, for instance. Uh, they work very very well especially if they give you practice tests that you can just keep taking where they rotate the pool of questions and, until you know the information 
because that's the best thing. If you if you don't understand something, you can stop the program, back it up, start over again. Teachers are pain about getting interrupted. They don't like it. There's a lot of benefits to it. There, there's so, plenty of software out there. And yes, if you're poor, that costs money. So no, I understand. Uh, you're gonna, it's gonna cost you some money. It's gonna have to cost you some money. If you're just not interested in homeschooling at all, try Montessori schools or, or other schools that have a sliding scale on what they charge based on income. I sent my kid to a Montessori school. I was very happy with it. In kindergarten, instead of a one person taking care of 34 kids, there were two people taking care of six kids. Two for six. And if they're particularly difficult, they'll drop down to one-on-one, -on -one, whatever it takes. All right. Um, my kid's problem wasn't academics. He, he, well, they say he's ADHD. And they wanted to give him drugs, and I wouldn't give it to him. And amazingly enough, I didn't have to. He went to Montessori schools. There, there were occasional problems, but no would suggest I put him on drugs. They did suggest that he needs counseling, which I already knew. Pretty much everybody, every child of a broken home it needs help. And there are different levels of it, but all of them. It's not good. Again, that's why man and a woman in a household is very important. A man brings things that a woman cannot bring. And also, two lesbians, they, they're not like two men. They're like two women. I know, it gets confusing. It's, it's a little different. Uh, anyway, plus, men need male role, children need male role models as well. Oh my god, am I a sexist? Ew. Um, argument is one reason why homeschool enrollment increases among 16 to 17 year olds outpaced every other age group since 2013 with the exception of six and seven year olds the journal reports those changes in state laws of course are precipitated by an increasing influence of homeschool families on lawmakers ohioans for educational freedom is one example of a political action committee dedicated to homeschooling that was helped several candidates gained seats on the state board of education Take back your dates from where, ladies and gentlemen? The ground up. Where do we start? Schools. Good for them. One of those candidates is Sarah Fowler, a former egg farmer, who has homeschooled her entire life by her parents in Northeast Ohio. Fowler first won a seat on the board in a three-way race in 2012, when she beat out two establishment candidates by a wide margin. Follow one re-election to the board for a full four-year term in 2014 in a four-way race, again, by a significant margin. Her success is likely due to her simple but effective missions, one that a growing number of Americans seem to be embracing. I believe parents have a God-given right and responsibility to direct the education of their children. Circle gets the square. Very good. Oh, my. Is there a button you have to push? Four. Segment two. No. Okay. <laughs> Regulations suck. From now on, put it in the copy. I, I've already asked you to do that. What? If you got to push, put it in the copy. What you Play blah. Play blah. So I know I got, you got it right here. You're going to play blah.
or not. Whether it's on the computer or the paper, it's the same problem. I have no idea where you plan on playing segment intros or not. We don't have one for regulation suck, I guess. No, we don't. Sorry to disappoint. You should, you should get a slurp bottom of the cup slurpy sound. If we don't have it, it's got to be out there. <laughs> if, I'd be surprised if I don't have something like that. Great, the pages are sticking together. Another thing I forgot about. From the Associated Press, aiming to jolt the rest of the world into action, President Caesar Barack Obama has moved ahead Sunday with even tougher greenhouse gas cuts on American power plants, setting up a certain confrontation in the courts with energy producers and Republican-led states. That was today. Why is he, you know, why isn't he out on the golf course? Why is he destroying our lives? Take a break, Obama. In finalizing the unprecedented pollution controls, Obaminus was installing the core of his ambitious, controversial plan to drastically reduce overall U.S. emissions as he works to secure a legacy on fighting global warming. Yet it will be up to Obama. This isn't about global warming, ladies. This is about the New World Order international government. One that wants to rule the world. There's so many that want to rule. There's the, it, there's the fuzzy muzzies, the commies, the socialists. The list goes on. Yes, brain. What do you want to do? Take over the world. <laughs> the pinky and the brain. Uh, that was a great cartoon. Uh, I missed that cartoon. <laughs> pinky and the brain, 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 brain. That's all right. We'll find something to watch, I guess. And finalizing the unprecedented pollution controls. Didn't I say that? Yep. <coughs> Excuse me. To drastically reduce emissions, as he works to his stupid legacy. <laughs> Yet it will be up to Obama as the successor to implement his plan amid steep Republican opposition that has reverberated from Capitol, Capitol Hill to the 2016 presidential campaign trail. Just go in. Write one executive order to get rid of all unconstitutional executive orders. Well, then vote orders. for Carly Free Arena. That's what she says she's going to do. Just say no. She did. And the states do not have to listen to him. They don't. Now you got to convince the energy company that they don't have to listen. Climate change is not a problem for another generation, Obama has said. Not anymore. Yeah, now that we know it's all a bunch of junk created by some some progressive that wanted to bring a, a socialist new world order out of the IPCC and the UN. Really? That was the same goal of the IPCC, to install new world order, so the new world socialist order. That's what he said. That's what he said he hoped the committee would do. They told you their goal from the beginning. You, you buy their malarkey, as as someone recently has said. I, I love how he reaches back into his Irish for, for a word like malarkey. That's all. That's all he speaks is malarkey. There, Biden. Anyway, so he's going to screw us some more. If you're feeling the crunch of the economy like we are right now, it's only going to get worse. Opponents plan to sue 
immediately and to ask the courts to put the rule on hold while legal challenges play out. Many states have threatened not to comply. Last year, the Obama administration proposed the first greenhouse gas limits on existing power plants in the U.S. history, triggering a year-long review and 41 million public comments on the Environmental Protection Agency, like uh, get rid of them, burn it down, ride them out on a rail, that kind of stuff. <laughs> The, uh, where was I? Uh, the history tricking. In a video posted on Facebook, Obama has said he would announce the final rule at the White House event on Monday, calling it the biggest step the U.S. has ever taken on climate change. Wow. The EPA hasn't destroyed us, our economy enough. It's going to finish it up now. What's he going to do when you can't afford electricity? Energy industry advocates said that the revision makes Obama's mandate even more burdensome and impossible to meet. But environmental groups and Democrats, Democrats, said they would push back, including Hitlery Rotten Clinton, who used the occasion to circulate her GOP opponents in the presidential race for failing to offer a credible alternative to what? <laughs> what is she talking about? A, a different offer a credible alternative how do you i'll give you the credible alternative climate change is junk science and therefore we're not going to follow it how do you like that hitlery another reason not to vote for her she's unlikable she's bitchy you can tell she's a narcissist and really she's doesn't care about anybody else she's a liar she's a criminal she should be in prison yes and I hate to say it, her more than Billy Boy because of what she did with Benghazi. Oh, me. there's so much more we don't know. And all these emails. Don't forget, she lost her her law license. Oh, I don't care if you tell me she gave it up. No one ever gives up their law license unless they know it's about to be taken away. That's just fact. They, that's that's from that's from lawyers. All right. Um, what is credible offer? There, there is no credible alternative for you. How are you going to mitigate this? Well, the, the, see, you're framing the subject now. You don't get to do that. That is not the only thing there is. There has to be decreases. No, there doesn't have to. See, they set up the game. What's the, how are you going to get rid of uh, carbon dioxide then? I'm not because I like carbon dioxide. And as long as I'm breathing, I'm going to be creating it. And the plants need it so that they can make oxygen for us and food for them. It's called photosynthesis. Look it up. I know they don't teach that in school anymore, kids. Sorry. It's not, it's not directly my fault. I've been doing everything I can for quite a long time. Anyway, where was I with this nonsense? Another... Oh, wait, <laughs> here it comes. It's a good plan, and as president, I, I defend it, Clinton said. First of all, I've had enough of Bush's and Clinton's. Don't even have to go there. And uh, now I'm done with Obamanuses. No more Obamanuses are allowed. <laughs> we got to go to hard breaks, Young Cooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, because we'll be right back. <laughs>
You live here? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried, it seems there's certain voodoo priests who, who have the power to bring him back to life. Oh, horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? We built this city. You didn't build that. We built this city on rock and roll. We built this city. You didn't build that. We built this city on rock and roll. for president because I still believe in that idea. You didn't build that. You didn't build that. Uh, what should we do about evil? Uh, that's, that's a good question. Uh, 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 evil exists. We see it all the time. In the streets, Darfur, but not in Iraq at any time. We need to be humble and not have a spine. Defeated. Defeated. Let me just say... Uh, Defeated. Defeated. There's no other way. King Samir Shabazz is the new Black Panther Party's Philadelphia leader. This new Panther version of black power does not include white participation. I hate white people. All of them. Every last iota of a cracker, I hate it. We didn't come out here to play today. There's too much serious business going on in the black community to be out here sliding through South Street with white, dirty, cracker whore on our arm, and we call ourselves black men with African garb on. What the hell is wrong with you, black man? You had a doom day with a white girl on your damn arm. You want freedom? You're gonna have to kill some crackers. You're going to have to kill some of their babies. What would you say about those who would say classism works in the, in the same way? Well, like I described earlier, there are two fundamental classes that are just a plain fact in society. You either work for someone else or you work for yourself. And most people work for someone else in a way that they aren't free. Um, you don't really get to decide your work. For example, I work at Noodles, a restaurant, and basically it's a dictatorship there. Um, we're told exactly what we're going to cook, how we're going to cook it, what time we're going to get there, and basically if they don't like what they're doing, they try to tell us what to do. If we don't listen, they get rid of us. And so we don't, we're not able to actually cooperate in the way that we make decisions together. I try to convince my, my fellow employees that we should have a union at Noodles so it's a source of power to, to start with. And then I think in terms of the bigger picture, when you look at revolutions, the way that you actually get rid of any sort of dictatorship um, is by having workers take control of the place where they work. Would your plan, your vision for noodles, sure. would it include the owner? What capacity we, would he be granted? Owner, if the owner wanted to cooperate with us as an equal and provide his skills that he had, we would definitely cooperate with him. We'd have to abdicate his position as being an owner and controller of us, and he would have to recognize that we we run noodles together, and basically, if he doesn't want to cooperate with us, he's against us. My name is Courtney Luster. I'm 21, well-educated, and unemployed American. I happen to be black. 
So I'm in the highest unemployment segment of the population, black youth unemployment. Notice I don't refer to myself as African-American because I'm an American first. I'm a proud American who happens to have black skin. So please explain to me where African-American fits into that equation. You're right, it doesn't. For over 60 years, the Democrat Party has used my fellow black Americans to maintain power in the federal and state governments. Why do I say that? Because I read history. While many of my friends are watching mindless videos, I choose to listen to Red State Talk Radio. Why? Because I want to educate myself, not entertain myself. Red State Talk Radio, America's premier conservative talk radio network. Hey, all you black American youth, be a Frederick Douglass Republican, not an Al Sharpton race pimp. Educate yourself. Listen to RedStateTalkRadio.com. Back to the Uncle Hopper Radio Show. Okay, we played Noodle Boy. <laughs> now, what Noodle Boy was describing there, and uh, is what I, or my founding fathers used to call a democracy, where majority rules, and they rule on everything. They have to, every question's put up in the majority rule. Now, people think that's a really good idea. Well, all you minorities that think that's a great idea, because that's what the, Demon grab party ones. Well, you won't get any special treatment anymore, and you'll be a minority. And we'd be the majority, and therefore we would control all of government. You still like it? It won't matter if you're a homosexual. There's no points for that in a democracy. One man, one vote on everything. Yeah, I want a democracy. No, you don't. We live in a democracy. No, we no, don't. No, we don't. And you don't, because they don't know what it is, Brian. But Democratic, <laughs> it's a uh, representative republic, is what it is. Uh, not anymore. Uh, not anymore. It's what it's supposed to be. We are a representative democracy at best now. Uh, and worse. <laughs> it's, there's so much socialism built into our, our economy now. It's never going to work. And they're going to say... It will work in the long run because they're planning on joining the new world order. And that'll fix everything. Once the United States finally learns its place in the new world order, the whole world will be better off. Really? Talk to people that capitalism has brought them up out of poverty. Talk to the people that are calling into the talk shows that I listen to that are screaming at us. I left that. Oh, yeah. I left this place. It's come, come right back but at that's me. Not, that's not a big deal. They do that all the time. That's all. This new thing that Dinesh did going around and found, talk to people from foreigners in other countries. And they said, you know, we hear, you know, Indians hate Americans and blah, blah. He goes, and it was, it's just the opposite. They loved America because capitalism raised 20 million people out of poverty in India and it's done also all around the world where it's been done now they're turning us into the opposite a socialist uh communist collectivist nonsense the borg right oh and this is a new motto that we're going to try to play it forward um i will not conform that Wait goes along with what's this we stuff just, you got mice in your pockets i said i will not conform but you said this is something we want you to 
we're putting forward. No, I'm not doing it. Deborah and I. Oh, but, uh, sorry, she's not here. <laughs> that with just say no. That was your best work. <laughs> I played the clip. Now you have to pay attention to the clips because I, I play them for you. I keep a moving away from the microphone <laughs> when I talk to her. I know. Um, I, we know we obviously you know why we played stupid girl. That's what I call the. T- <laughs> because that's what's coming out of college, <laughs> stupid girl. Then I played Melissa. No, that's Harris. actually what the file's called, stupid girl. <laughs> And then I played Melissa Harris Perry because, well, that's what the progs want for our kids. Then I played... Another stupid girl. Then I played Noodle Boy because, well, that's out there, too. A stupid boy. (laughs) And then I played Courtney to show that there are intelligent children out there. Oh, it blew the whole thing (laughs) now. So not only a pen and paper, but listen to the clips and, and just put them in your head. Because that's what's going on around here in the country. All those different things. All after our children. Yeah, we've been been saying for a while we're getting hit from every conceivable direction. Uh, And there's some we haven't conceived yet. But I'm sure they'll come at us with that too. But you can be assured, whatever it is, his handlers are thinking very, very big. And they've been planning for a very, very long time. And they're looking at the end of their plan, where they win. That's why you see them getting more and more crazy every time something gets changed in the opposite direction of what they want. Because, oh my God, we're almost there. We can't lose this. What are you doing? Well, especially what you were saying about this homeschool movement. This is going to crush them if this keeps going. But they can't have homeschool because you can't brainwash them at home. I'm saying the progs, they're going to have to find a way to stop this. Well, they, you don't think they will? They have before. That's up to the states again, as being the protectorate of the populace. Protectorate of the populace? Yes, we the citizens. The states need to protect us so that we can grow and be free and do whatever the hell we want. Correct. And almost every issue that you care, all, all these social issues that conservatives care about, they're not. A federal issue. If you don't understand that, you're never going to fix the problem. You first got to understand the problem. Government's not supposed to do anything for us. Not a single thing. Now, for the states, for instance, they do trade agreements and they do foreign stuff, right? Ambassadors, all that kind of nonsense. Wars. Uh, Then the only thing domestically is... You know, prevent us from being invaded, which, well... They're allowing us to be. They're actually promoting it. (laughs) They're promoting a wholesale invasion of the United States, folks. Seriously, take your state back. Why is your state doing this? Why is your county allowing it? Why is your city letting all these refugees live next door to you and your kids? You're really too far away from the microphone. No, I'm leaning right in. Uh, Nope. (laughs) <laughs> I'll fix it. Sorry she was really low. I know it's annoying, but she's trying to do too many things at once. She's busy, 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 busy. Another key change to the in- in- initial proposal remarks, a major shift for Obama on natural gas. Yeah, we don't hear much about natural gas, do we? Which the president, Caesar, has championed as a bridge fuel whose growing use can help the U.S. wean itself off dirtier coal power while ramping up renewable energy capacity. 
baloney. The final version aims to keep the share of natural gas in the nation's power mix at current levels. Coal is not dirty. Yeah, it's dirtier maybe, but they have clean coal technology now. And we're sitting, we have the most giant reserve of coal in the world. And he's trying to get us off it because it's cheap. You know what? You know what made this country great? I know you in, in the modern days. What made this country great? What made it so great? Innovation. Cheap energy. Cheap energy. We had it first, <laughs> and we had it uh, cheap. But now he doesn't want. He want necessarily skyrocket. Remember that from Obama's lips? Well, it's going to skyrocket. Electric prices are going to go through the roof. This renewable stuff, that's going to be a waste of your tax dollars because the government's not supposed to be involved in any it's way, shape, or form with science and technology other than to secure their intellectual property rights. Look at look at art, uh, Article 1, Section uh, 8 or 9. I forget. At least I put you right there. You'll, figure, you'll just see it really quick if you skim through it. But it's a good thing to read through that every once in a while very carefully and pick out things that jump out at you that you never saw before that are obviously not good. All right. Where was I? I started this and started talking about the other thing again. <sighs> oh, we are to bridge fuel. That's right. Mm -hmm. Under the final rules, states will also have an additional two years until 2022 to comply. Yielding to complaints that the original deadline was too soon, they'll also have an additional year to submit their implementation plans to Washington, said the officials, who spoke on condition of anonymity because Obaminus has yet to publicly announce the details. In an attempt to encourage states to take action before 2022, the federal government plans to offer credits to states that boost Again, renewable energy... coercion! ...boosts renewable energy sources like wind and solar in 2020 and 2021. Just say no. This is an impossible, inconceivable plan. You cannot build enough windmills or solar panels on this earth to supply enough energy for us. Well, not on the earth, our, and at least in our well, country. Well, but then they're going to start rationing, Brian. Don't you get it? Well, I know they're going to start rationing, but they're probably, you're going to ration yourself when you don't have the money to pay the bill. What are you going to do? I'm saying the government will start rationing. They'll say, well, this one does, since we can't supply all the power. You just didn't catch it. You'll self, you will self do it. You can't afford it. You will cut your energy use because you have no choice. You don't have the money to pay the bill. They turn off your electric. And then they set in the SWAT teams. That's right. Send in the SWAT teams. Well, we did that article. They sent in the SWAT team when she didn't pay her bill. Right. Killed her dog. Okay. Would you like to tell the whole story? <laughs> no, they have to go back in the archives. <laughs> I wouldn't know where to send them. The move toward a world safe from climate change is beginning in earnest, said Frank Krupp, president of the Environmental Defense Fund. <laughs> Word safe, a world safe from climate change. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, what is climate? 
doesn't it change all the time? Raining, it's not raining. Sunny, it's not sunny. Right? You never know. Stuff happens. But he's moving to a world safe from climate change. He's gonna, they're gonna freeze, freeze the climate right now. On each continent, when at their peak of growing cycles. And then they're gonna keep it that way for eternity. Right? Well, that's what they said. How are you gonna be a world safe from climate change? Climate always changes. Kind of stupid, isn't it? Scott Siegel, a lobbyist with the firm Bracewell and Giuliani, who represents utility companies, said the final version fails to address fundamental legal flaws in the proposal and concerns about grid reliability. He said 20 to 30 stuck-together pages <laughs> states are on track to join the industry groups in challenging the rule in court as soon as it is formally finalized. Just say no. Obama's administration has mixed track record in fending off legal challenges to its climate rules. Power plants account for roughly one-third of all U.S. emissions of carbon dioxide and other heat-trapping gases that lies. Blamed for global warming, Obama's rule assigns customized targets to each state, then leaves it up to the state to determine how to meet them. We're not wow. going to. Why, why do we have to meet them? We're oh, not going because to. Because you're our ruler, Caesar? Remember what happened? Beware the Ides of March. The Obama administration previously predicted the emission limits will cost up to $8.8 billion annually by 2030. The actual price won't be clear until states decide how they'll reach their targets. By clamping down on emissions, Obamanus is also working to increase his leverage and credibility with other nations whose commitments he's seeking for a global climate treaty to be finalized later this year in Paris. By as the its, UN. By the UN. As Brian. its contribution to that treaty, the U.S. has pledged to cut overall emissions 26% to 28% by 2025 compared to 2005. Now, first, Treaty. first of all, impossible to do that. All the Kyoto protocols, all the goals set over there for European countries, they have failed every single one of them. Can't be done. And in trying to do it and failing, it cost their economy greatly, and they suffered for it. And don't you think the world economy didn't suffer for it? And that also means we suffered because of it. Well, and he can't do this anyway because there's no longer any way to make treaties. Didn't uh, Lurch say that? He's going to do it. He can't. There's no way to do a treaty anymore. This is how they have it's to do it. It's going to be an agreement, not it's a an, treaty. An agreement. It's an agreement. There's no more treaties. None. But the, the good news about agreements versus treaties, if they want to call it that, the next president, the sign of the pen, Goes away. If it was a treaty, uh-uh. That's two. You would have to get two thirds of the Senate to agree to break the treaty. They didn't even. They didn't even discuss that, and they put nothing about it in the Constitution. So they didn't think it was necessary. All this nonsense. They had no idea we would get to this point. Correct. They thought we'd either be slaves or. 
<laughs> killed ourselves by it. I don't know. Um, it just can't be done. If if look, the European countries were really eager to do it. They tried. They couldn't meet these the goals that they're talking about right now. Can't be done. And still, they cut too much, and their people suffered for it. That's the point. That's all this stuff ever brings is suffering. Where was I? You're done. <laughs> no, you were done with that. Well, you went to all the way to 2005 oh. and said it was impossible. Now they're hearing pen marks. It is impossible. You keep saying that. <laughs> I bet they didn't hear a thing. Just like last time, they didn't hear anything. Don't move. I can't. What do you mean, don't move? <laughs> Become a statue. <laughs> kind of hard to do a radio show that way. It'd be kind of boring. Like, statue's lips don't move. That <laughs> wasn't that bad. Again, from World Dead Daily, a new program adopted by the city of Oakland, California, part of which has Richie Rich on one side of the bay, and part of it has Poor Poor on the other. Yeah, I, they wanted me to work in Poor Poor in a hospital. The ghetto in Oakland. Everyone's like, Oakland's, Oakland's, Oakland's great. Say, like part, you're thinking part of Oakland, the other part of Oakland. Of that is a ghetto, a really violent ghetto, uh, as bad as the New York City ghettos. I know my my fellow New York City paramedics would, would be aghast that I just said that. Well, you give you give credit where credit is due. Anyway, so Oakland, California. I don't know which side we're talking about. To force builders to fund projects by artists who are chosen by the city is being challenged in federal court. Well, what do you... It's the good wow. part. It's the good part of Oakland. It's the nice part. Well, even so, there's just some weird stuff here. I know. I know. I couldn't believe I read Government's going to make a builder do something. Fund... Artists. Projects. Artists. Why? But what's wrong with you people? I know. <laughs> Artists want to be taken care of. They can find rich people that want to take care of them like they did in the old days. Because this is, as soon as you get back to the Constitution, this is gone. And again, take Art had nothing for you. you. You want to be an artist? Be an artist. Sell your paintings on the street. We don't care. He reads the cold show, so he never knows what he's going to come up with. But yeah, I said the same thing. But this thing. again. Again, I know. Force builders. That's yeah, usually, the government using coercive force on their citizens to make them do something they don't want to do. And what is that? That is also covered in the 13th Amendment as involuntary servitude. But going to the federal court, that's like that's like asking to, never mind, like, that was pretty bad. Um, <clears throat> anyway. Again, why are they all running to the federal court? We really have to stop being brainwashed. Thankfully, the builders have filed a lawsuit alleging violations of the Constitution's First and Fifth Amendments. Eh, I don't think it's necessary, but I know since they're there, you've got to cite them. Yeah, but they should have done the 13th Amendment, what you said. Yeah, no, this is the second case that they should have done that. and they, The other case lost because they didn't do that. You, government can't tell you to do something you don't want to do. 
If they make you do something that you don't want to do, they're violating the law. We're not programmable beings. We have our own self-interest. And though that is a very good thing. The case has been brought by the Pacific Legal Foundation on behalf of the Bay Area Building Industry Association, whose members are being required to pay an additional 1% of the cost of any commercial project to a city-picked artist. Why? Why an artist? Why? Wait, if you're going to do something like this, why not something worthwhile? I'm sorry, art makes the world beautiful and all that, but that's a luxury. It's not a necessity. It's a luxury, not a necessity. 1%. See, always with the hands out, always to give it to somebody else who, what, is not productive. Let's give him money for not being productive. If he can't sell his paintings to pay enough to support himself, then he needs to get a job. You can take that any way you want. For residential project, it's half of that, but can, but still can add hundreds of thousands of dollars to the cost of a large development, the complaint explains. The new city demand for payments imposed just months ago violates the Fifth Amendment ban on unconstitutional takings, uncompensated takings, and the First Amendment's prohibition against compulsory speech, the legal team is arguing. I don't understand why judges and lawyers keep trying to expand the First Amendment into something it's not. There, There's nothing about this, and there's no prohibition against compulsory speech. That's, that's, what you, that's when you're on the stand in court. I take the fifth. I mean, you can tell the cops, too, it doesn't. They they might believe it, but it's not true. All right, so uh, World Net Daily called the city on Friday to request a comment, but there was no answer. Oh my! Tony Francios, a spokeswoman, spokesman, man, stop it. For the PLF, said there's been just enough of treating businesses owners as piggy banks for the city. Commissioning more public art might be a laudable goal, but the responsibility to fund it should rest with city government and taxpayers as a whole, not with builders. No, it shouldn't rest with anybody. And renters who will have to pay more, he said. Oakland is committing a broad brush violation of the Constitution by treating builders as well as home purchasers and renters as ATMs to fund the city council's wish list for public art projects. We want public art? Ask the public to pay for it. There's an idea. And I said, ask them. Um, he continued, the construction of new housing and commercial projects doesn't create a new aesthetic needed that justifies a public part, a public art funding mandate to the contrary, the design, review process, and state environmental laws already ensure that new construction 
will meet reasonable aesthetic standards. The public art funding mandate is just a scheme to grab money from a convenient source, local builders, for a program the politicians favor. The Fifth Amendment forbids this kind of abuse of the land use permit process. The case targets the Oakland Public Arts Requirements Ordinance, adopted last December and implemented in February. As a condition for a construction permit, the law orders builders either to install public artworks in their projects or pay the city in lieu fee for public artworks on public property, PLF said. If a developer elects to install public art, part of his or her private property then must be open to the public, and the only, and the only artists in the program are those verified by the city. Do you believe this? This is nonsense. Okay, um, yeah. Unbelievable. Regulations suck. And, and you are doing, we're all doing it to ourselves. There's no way in hell that should have been passed. That is making slaves out of somebody. I thought all these progs hate slavery. Yes, 13th Amendment. I know, sometimes lawyers have problems reading that far. But the complaint argues the Fifth Amendment prohibits unrelated demands for property or money as the price of a building permit. The Fifth Amendment doesn't speak to this at all. Why Why I do know, they keep I abusing these? I, I knew they were going to abuse the Bill of Rights. I mean, just, just handing them something to play with. There was no reason to have the Bill of Rights. It didn't add anything to the Constitution. It just gave a Pandora's box in there that once opened would lead to this. And to the point that most... People think the Bill of Rights is the Constitution. They don't know, they don't know anything else. Just the, those ten the Bill of Rights. <laughs> oh, boy. PatriotsPub.us. Subliminal message. <laughs> I think you're done with this one. Yeah. It's just, it's really outrageous. And the next one is going to be even wow. worse. Wow. You really want to read all this? <laughs> you usually do. Oh, this is you're too just much. seeing it on paper, not on the computer. Yeah. That's, uh... Yeah, don't do that. From now on, make sure that's on a new page in case you have to do this again. I didn't do it on purpose. No, you got to purposely make sure it's not on the... It shows you where the page ends. Make sure that it's at the top of the page. Because when we do this, I'm going to I'm gonna toss this to the side. The minute I was done, I wasn't even looking at that. Where it was from? Right, because I... I, was, I saw on the bottom I, of the page. I, I was done with that. <laughs> Yeah. As papers shuffle more and more. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'm going to get depressed. <laughs> I got all these computers and only one that works. It's killing me. Okay, so this next article is from the New York Daily News. Our old paper. When we lived in Long Island. Yeah, it's a liberal rag. What did I say this was from? Oh, I told you, right? I just said it. New York Daily News. Right. New York Daily Orthodox Jewish tenant at LaFranc City. <laughs> I've been there. You built, how built it, didn't you? Not LaFranc City. Not? No. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, Starrett City. Tenants at LaFranc City in Queens claim they are being discriminated against because newly installed lobby doors only open with an electronic key, which they cannot use on the Sabbath, if ever the lawsuit alleges, and now... The reason that's so important is because they got to go to temple. 
Uh, they make all kinds of exceptions for getting to Temple. They can make an exception for a key card. They've already made, you know, riding subways, taxi cabs, ambulances. I can go on. There's exceptions to everything. Uh, but, well, but they're very afraid to ask because if you ask a rabbi, whatever he says, you got to do. I was just going to say, I'm just going to explain to the folks the way that they get around this is that they go to a rabbi and they ask him. And then he, like a, like a baby judge, I guess. More like a lawyer. He tries to find loopholes in the, in the Torah and stuff to, you know, the law. Yeah. And this is not like Sharia law, (laughs) folks. No, 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 it's nothing to do with that. Yeah, but I could just hear somebody trying, some prog out there is going to tweet you and say, oh, we'll see. They have more just like Sharia law. Actually, that argument's already been said because in America, they're allowed to handle, um, domestic law. In other words, marriages, divorce, uh, I know they can do that. And they don't have this Sharia law thing. Um, but technically they do. They have their own courts. They don't call them courts though. So really, yeah, they already have that argument because the Jews are giving, are allowed to do all this. So they say, why not us? And I say, because you're, that's not a religion. What do you mean it's not a religion? It's no, a government. The other thing is, is no. Yes, the, it is. It's I, a government. I know. It is a government. But with Sharia law, they're asking our American court system to recognize them. The Jewish people did not do that. They did. And we do, but only on domestic things. Contracts, divorce. That's a contract. Marriage is a contract. There's just that low-level family court, family court stuff. Now, that's what they'll ask for first. That's how it works. They got it. Why can't I have it? Then we give them that, just like they did in the year, just like they did in the UK. And then, they, then as they get bigger and bigger, they want more. They want a, their courts to cover more than just domestic family law stuff. It, I mean, they do. The, look, that's their whole. They, they have only one game. Just one. They've been doing it since. Sixth, seventh century, and that's to go into a place, play the victim card, get them to protect you. Then, like they did in, I think it was Medina, uh, when they're strong enough, the numbers started start instilling Sharia law into the law, and then as you got stronger, still, then you could do things physically in numbers. Then you could do things like, oh, I don't, what do you do now? Hmm. Oh, we raided. The caravans, the trade caravans of the city that took them in to protect them, and now they're attacking them. And they and he claimed provocation because of a slight uh, uh, towards their religion or you know, oh, uh, their prophet like they do now, and so that that was in response, and that makes it okay. And then they kind of let it go, and then. They get even stronger, and then they just take the whole place over. That's what they do. Everywhere they go, they it lying is embedded in their religion. Takia. Uh, T T A Q. Trying to see it in my head. T A Q. I. No, why? 
Akia. Um, Takia. T A Q Q Y uh, A. Right. That's it. It's just, you know, it's their language. It's weird. Anyway, where was I? Well, before you go on. I think I was going to go, oh my God. Before you go on, we need to tell the folks about uh, the listener line. Get the pens and paper. Oh. Mm, sorry. I'm just the line of it. <clears throat> sorry, I don't feel good today. <sighs> All right. Um, if you want to listen to our show live, you can find us on Sundays and Thursdays at uncooperativeradio.com. Usually it's 8 p.m. Eastern, unless life gets in the way. And then it, and things blow and then, up. And then it <laughs> bounces and moves until we can get it done. Uh, but it's usually 8 p.m. It's supposed to be 8 p.m. Eastern. If you just want to download, you must already know where my show is, but if you just do a search radio it come up all over the place uh you can listen to us on redstatetalkradio.com that picks up our shows in both studios both studio a and new studio b on studio a we're on 5 p.m friday 5 p.m tuesday studio b 8 p.m friday 12 a.m sunday for you Late night crew, 9 a.m. at Tuesday for your wake up people. <laughs> All right. If you have, if you can't, you got no data, can't, can't internet connection. You don't you want to listen to good conservative talk radio, but you don't know what to do. We've got a solution for you. Both studios have a listener line absolutely free. You have to worry about charges on your own end. You no, know, so deal with that however you want to but there's no fee from from us it's just a phone call if you can't talk only listen studio a's phone number is 605-562-4209 studio b 518-712-0111 that's 518-712-0045. And through Red State Talk Radio, we've also been picked up on TuneIn and uh, a list of AM and FM affiliates, which we're very happy about. But there was something else I need to tell you, and I forget what it is. Oh, the Red State Talk Radio Newsletter. If you haven't signed up for that, go to redstatetalkradio.com and sign up for it because it's free, it's professional, it's very well done, you'll enjoy it. Very informative. Good work, Primo. And Red State's also on Roku. 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 I never know how to say that, ever. Yeah, just just do a search for redstatetalkradio.com and then we're also on Roku, see? <laughs> Through redstatetalkradio.com. If you want to listen or download, you go to uncooperativeradio.com. And if you want to listen through that, there's plenty of apps. There's an app for everything at Spreaker. They're ridiculous. I mean, they're on top of it. Uh, Red State Talk Radio, if you want to listen over there, you, you have to have one of the apps he has. I think he's got um, he's got the iPhone covered and Android covered. 
So those two apps are over there to listen to RedStateTalkRadio.com. And we're across you talk shoot people out there. We're still in the same spot, ninety four sixty one. Show ninety four sixty one. I still post the shows up there. If you just insist on wanting to stay on talk shoot. Done. Where else are we? I don't know. You're somewhere. Done. <laughs> You're I'll, done with that. We'll do a search one day. All right, back to the story. Suleiman Ibrahimov and Murad Takalov are suing the LaFranc organization for alleged religious discrimination under the Fair Housing Act. Again, unconstitutional. Yes, the Fair Housing Act is unconstitutional. And they're, you know, because, oh, wow, the federal government gave all of us citizens these tools. Yeah, show me the Constitution where he said. The, go- the government was supposed to give us housing. Electricity. Well, it didn't have housing back then. And they were just coming up to getting electricity. But anyway, this is, un- well, everything's darn unconstitutional. There's one unconstitutional thing after another. And that's why it's hard to figure out how to, how, what to do. But lately, it's it's been should have been obvious that he, he needs to be impeached. Absolutely, positively, has to be impeached. And if you haven't come to that, you haven't listened to the show long enough. Stick around, you'll get there. It's just, it's just getting the right facts. So, so much for the unconstitutional Suleiman. Halakha. The Jewish law. Prohibits Jews from breaking or creating an electric circuit on the Sabbath. That's the halcha, but that that's not the Torah. Anyway, um, they can't make an electrical circuit connection. That's, that's pretty bizarre to have that. And during certain days of observance, each... <laughs> excuse me. Where am I? Um... Uh, there it is. And during the certain days of observance, such as Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah, and Passover, according to the suit filed in Brooklyn Federal Court. For a half a century, tenants used metal keys to open the lobby doors, but a massive renovation project began in 2012 has created new religious barriers for hundreds of Jewish families who reside at the 20-building complex in Rago Park, the class action suit says. Rego Park, imagine that. It's, it's it's like going home. All right, so uh, I don't understand. Wouldn't an easy solution be just to have a doorman open the door for you? Well, who would pay him? Well, I think the people that are, that require it for their religion should pay for it. That oh well. Why is it my job to supply you extra stuff for your religion? It costs me money. Pound sand. Go find someplace else to live. Well, that's how it is, ladies and gentlemen. That's how it should be. It's a business. It's uh, this nonsense. I'm not retrofitting my building costing me money for you. Well, so the doorman you pay for. That's it. The reason that this has all come about, if you get to the end of the story, is because of federal regulations. I know. Oh, you already did. The Federal Housing Act. 
No, then the federal regulations made them upgrade their building. It's at the very end. They oh, should have told me in the beginning. Put the swipe cards in. Yep. Oh, hold on a minute. Well, I'll get there. Okay. Well, that's un- and this is again is bad reporting because sh- that should have been brought up right in the beginning, not the last sentence of the article. Right. They always do that. The important stuff's in the back. They don't want you to know the important stuff. The renovations included <clears throat> new lobby doors that open using an electronic key, a key fob, actually, which is also used to activate lights in the stairwell by using motion and sound detectors. Ibrahimov, 26, and Takhalov, 45, say they cannot use the elevator on the Sabbath or Holy Days as well. And the automatic lights also violate religious law of observant Jews. It's like praying for a miracle to stand outside waiting for someone to come and open the door or someone to use the elevator. Again, that's why they used to have elevator boys. They did the elevator floor, please. Ding, ding. Going down. Droopy. Yes. <laughs> you mm. got a good point, though. This would just open up a job market. I don't. That was an easy. <laughs> it's New York City. They have these. They have these things in rich areas. They have the elevated guy. Yeah, they do, and they have the. Well, at the very least, they have the guy opening the door, the doorman. So it's a. It's like a common thing in New York. So I don't and, understand and, why uh, they can't figure this out. And you have, make a very <laughs> good point. And since it's only at certain times, this could actually be like a college student to get, to get extra money. Or somebody to bring in extra money, like... Um, or you hire them full-time, and everybody benefits from having them open the door and flag down a cab. Or not. This could be one of Americans' uh, fourth part-time job, because we all know no one's working full-time anymore, right? Despite what the Department of Labor says. Lowest labor participation rate since the... Days of Carter. That's a that's a number you can wrap your head around. Forget them with the, the unemployment. They don't count people that are, don't have a job. They just count people that are collecting unemployment. I don't think they even count people that are working part time, Brian. They. What do you mean? They include anybody that works at all because they their numbers they want to show low unemployment rates. Is you're talking. So what he. What are you talking about? You're confusing me. I have no idea what, where that came from. I don't know. I got confused. Just pay for it. <laughs> you, want, you want something, you pay for it. Okay, so we're done with all this because you just solved the problem. <laughs> but I do want you to read the, the last paragraph because that's where it is really... That wasn't hard, Susan. It was a pretty easy fix. You know, it's pretty bad that they haven't thought of it on their own. I mean, it, the, and I'm saying that about the Jewish people because you shouldn't demand something for nothing. Just because you pay rent doesn't mean you could uh, say, well, I can't do my religion. you got to build it this way. No. You want me to build it that way, you pay for it. Okay. If I'm willing to do it at all. This brings another selfish thing into it right there. Right here? Mm-hmm. The Frank City actually has a Jewish center on its campus, but Ibragimov, that's <laughs> a funny name, Brag, uh, <clears throat> attends a synagogue several blocks away. 
Egg spokeswoman for the Frank organization said in a statement that the key fob system was installed in compliance with Federal Department of Housing and Community Renewal Rules and Regulations. That's why this is under regulations. I know regulations. So. so they had to do this. This has show some stupid. Exactly, and so and then they're suing them under another federal law. Yeah. So well, this is the problem. Uh, lawyer, this is only good for lawyers. Lawyer, all lawyers are going to make money. That only people going to benefit from this is lawyers. All they had to do, and I know, I know how they are. Then that's why they get a reputation for being skinflints. Uh, they don't want to pay for anything they don't have to pay for. But if you want me to do something for you that I don't really want to do, you're going to pay me for it enough to make me want to do it. That's how it works. But they don't think that way. They think of, like, they've already paid the rent, and they deserve this, that, and the other thing. It's a very strange concept to me, but they have it. That probably explains why they vote Democrat so much, which is totally against their own race's well-being. And, yes... If you didn't know, Jews are, they are a race. Israelites, they're a race. Uh, the Jewish, they're not just, you can be a, you can, you could become Jewish religiously, but I'm referring to those that are Jews already by both religion and, well, what's the word I want to look at? Nationality? Yeah. That's right. I think that's right. Word for the day. I, I gotta stop backing away from the microphone. Note to self. I'm, I'm getting distracted with reading these papers. It's messing me all up. Because I keep moving back to pull the paper, then I'm pulling away from the microphone. See? I didn't write down that you have to push a button for this. I know. Starting next time. Push a button? Push the button. <laughs> Let's get a grip on immigration in these great United States. It's high time that we limit their numbers. It's high time that we close up that gate. Now can't you see how we are rapidly becoming another third world fascist state? Let's get a grip on immigration in these great United States. Thank you, call client claim with K.com. Of course, that means it's time for the illegal alien invasion report. Sort of like chiller theater. That's how I think of illegal alien reports. <laughs> It's a horror to me to read this stuff. It really is. I've been dealing with this for far too long. Uh, from CNS News, the level of healthcare services provided to illegal aliens. Oh wow, they said that right. Look at that, illegal aliens. They get a they get a check for that. Is about to get a huge boost from the Obama's administration, which is hiring contractors to provide the equivalent of. $5.5 million additional labor hours of treatment to detainees. Yeah, we don't matter. We suck. Illegals, they need to have the optimum health. Everybody needs to have the optimum health except for white heterosexual men. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, or ICE, of the Department of Homeland Security did not provide an estimated cost of these support services over five years. It is leaving it up to vendors to propose how much it will cost. Now, notice, they're not even trying to deport these people. They're just, they're like, well, you know, let's just project for five years because we know they're going to be here forever. But, you know, we're not even going to try to find a way to get them the hell out. We're going to try to find a way to make sure they stay and have more babies. Oh, wait, not unless Planned Parenthood... More welfare, more votes for the Democrats, blah, blah, blah. South of the border, socialist. We are being invaded by socialists. I just don't understand why black people in the ghettos aren't furious at the national government instead of Whitey, Shea Whitey. They're the ones that kept you that way. That and Sharpton and... What's the other guy? What's the other slick name? He's been out Reverend of Jesse Jackson. You notice he hasn't been speaking at all. I don't. We don't watch it or listen to anything where we'd know. <laughs> well, where would he be speaking on my computer? They would, no, they would be doing sound clips on our, you know, talk radio shows like they do Sharpton. He's not saying a word. Jesse he, Jackson? He's, he's gone into the... Last I heard, he's he, got a legal problem he has to deal with. He's uh, scuttled like the cockroach that he is. Well, he should. He should be ashamed of himself for making money off the backs of his fellow... Well, you're not African-Americans. You're black Americans. But why... You know, if if you just paid attention what the government's doing to you, why why would you not want to get rid of it? I just don't understand... Their anger is misplaced. That's the problem with the people. That's always the problem to go. Everything's misplaced, and their their minds don't work right. And so they do things. Their culture. There's a culture of of ghetto. Okay, there's a culture to it. So I'm trying to explain, and it it affects how they view everything. They they see things differently than we do because of a different. It's hard to explain. It's like growing up in a different country, the ghetto. All right, so back to uh, Legal Aid Invasion Report. According to a solicitation for bids that WorldNet Daily discovered through routine database research, the purpose of this initiative is to provide on-site medical staffing services to provide a continuum of healthcare services to ICE residents, detainees, 24 hours a day, seven days per week, and 365 calendar days per year at various clinic sites. Now, we reported with Medical Madness last show how hard it is for families to keep their elderly in nursing homes or provide 24-hour care for them. But these illegal pieces of brown crap, they're going to get the highest medical care that can be given in the United States 24-7. Uh, yeah, I think that's what the I think that's what it said. She's upset. <laughs> I I've been doing this so long. I'm kind of callous to the whole nonsense. All the treat, yeah, but Brian, it's just getting worse and worse and worse. It, yeah, I know. I expected it to get. Or did you expect it to get better on its own? I expected that when we tell our elected cockroaches this is what they want, they provide it and they do it as our servants. Yes, I do. Well, you're being silly because. That's not the government that we have. And like I always say, we 
people get the government that they deserve. We allowed this to happen. We the people allowed this to happen. It couldn't happen without us allowing it to happen. We gave up state sovereignty, then individual sovereignty, on this notion that the government can take better care of all the resources and make sure everybody's got what they need. That never happens when the government's involved. Never. It's always, well, a CF, as we said in the military, but a cluster. This is, this is bad. We're in a bad spot right now, but the plan will still get us out of it. But it's, I know, it's like, it's, 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 it's far away when you think about the end, right? The end result. Best thing to do is what I try to do. Don't. I have to, because to have a plan, I have to. But you don't have to think of the whole plan or, or the end product of the plan. Just go work the plan. And every step of the way, your local area will become better and freer than it was before you started. Don't worry about any, don't think of anything but the first step. And then when the first step is done, don't think of anything but the second step. That's, that's the way to go about it. This is way too big to be looking at the end because it's, it's a good ways away. Well, it's frustrating. And, and you know, we always, I know a certain talk show host who shall not be named is focusing on young people, but Brian and I have been saying this for years because when he came up with his plan, the beginning of it, like the first step is the school board and, or get your kids out of school. Now we've ramped it up a little bit, just pull them out. Um, and at the same time, if your fellow citizens want to keep the kids in, then help them to get the school board changed. Get your local ordinances changed. Get your te- local taxes changed. If you're not, kids are not in school. Why are you paying for them? Why am I paying for your kids? Here's but a- that's the bottom, right? That's the first step. Get our kids back. Yep. Well, children of the future, never forget. Uh, Margaret Sanger agrees, but she doesn't like certain breeds. Margaret Sanger. You know, Planned Parenthood, founded Planned Parenthood, a eugenicist. She wanted to specifically kill black babies. That's why you'll notice where they're located is by a ghetto. Because I know some people go, well, that's a good thing, because otherwise they have kids and we have to pay for them to be on welfare. That, that's a pretty that's a pretty monetary callous way to look at it. Uh, uh, put a price on something like that. Oh no, no, not the end of the show. Let's do another hour. We can, you know, <laughs> we can. All right, but anyway, we're gonna bear the brunt of all this nonsense. Offsite specialist, case management, emergency services, and we have to go, ladies and gentlemen. It's been the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from UncooperativeBlogger.com. You're listening to UncooperativeRadio.com. And say goodnight, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out of here.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.